Hey everybody, welcome back to Core. Asking the question: Have you found your arc yet, or is it still lost? We'll talk about that game and how it's taken over my two friends here and their lives. Uh, coming up shortly. I'm Scott. That's uh, uh, Bo Schwartz over there, and of course John Jagger. And uh, we're here doing Core, where we talk about video games, industry going on, and other video game related issues. Right here on Core. We're glad you're all here with us and hanging out tonight. I hope you're doing well. Let's dive right in. Did y'all see that big uh, that big cyberpunk patch that came out today? Yesterday? Today? I saw. Yeah? Yeah. Did you cyberpunk. install? Did you... What did you do? Bo? Anything? Uh, yeah. No, but um, it made me think, hmm, is that now the time to play? Like, it definitely, you know, computations were going off in my head, like... Hmm. Is now time for a second playthrough? Yeah, I don't know. I had the same I'm question about it. I, I like that game. It's actually it, it's. I'm sure a lot of its uh, negative negatives were well earned, but overall, it's a good experience. Sure. And, uh, and you played the you beat it right and finished the whole story. And I everything. did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. So I wonder now, like, not that you would be opposed to another playthrough, but for me, the question was, well, is now the time to to crank through it? I have it on the PC already. That was already kind of the best version. Um, new console versions are out this week. So if you have a Series X, S, or PlayStation 5, you have it now, or you bought, you can buy it now if you didn't already own it. I own it twice. Oh, I you have it on PC the... and on Xbox. Oh, I didn't know that. You should check that out and see yeah. how, how that looks. Uh, Maybe. In comparison. Maybe. We'll see. It'd be, it'd be <laughs> interesting. Yeah. It doesn't run on my... See, I have a first-gen Intel computer, so... It doesn't run very well on my PC. That's why I bought the Xbox One. Oh, so, right. I'll tell you, the PC one's probably still going to run on minimum graphics. <laughs> and mm. be like, the Xbox is better, guys. Where did you beat it? On the PC or the on the Xbox? On the Xbox. Oh, okay. I think at the time I was playing through the GeForce Now app. Yeah. And then I just ended up playing it on Xbox. So. Gotcha. All right. Well, I would ideally like to play it on PC this go around. But not until I get my new computer. Yeah, Bo Bo's working on a new rig. So when that yeah, happens, I am. I'll bet it's rig time. Yeah, it's rig time. I'm excited. Can't wait to see how this I goes. John, uh, again, any excitement from you? Is this now? Is this where you go? Oh yeah, I'm gonna dive all in now on that. I reinstalled it. I thought about it. I I put it on a poll of games to potentially stream yesterday, and it very nearly won. And uh, I would have tried it to see, you know, mm-hmm. if it was any good. I want to like Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. I don't mm-hmm. know if there's been more like a game that I've wanted to like more than that game, in spite of really not liking that game. Mm. It's like it's like having a mega like super crush on somebody. And you're and they're like interested in you and you're like, oh, how did I get so lucky? And then you lean in for a smooch and they got death breath and you're like, oh, no, oh, no, it's ruining everything. And then like today uh, or the other day, you find out that they uh, they they bought gum and you're like, is this the time? Yeah. Am I now the luckiest person on the planet? Yeah, like we're gonna find out. I'm curious. I want to know. Yeah. So, Seems really um, specific. Are we talking about something very specific? <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go in for another smooch, and we're gonna see how it goes. But uh, yeah, I I want it to be good, and it, it's not just that you know it's supposed to run better. It sounds like they've you know addressed a ton of the things that people were making fun of, and you know making memes about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even know what you're showing people. I'm right showing now, some glitches. These are these are some <laughs> old cyberpunk glitches that are just awesome. <laughs> This is great. They're amazing. So uh, I'm, you know, I'm hopeful. I would love to see that game do 
really, really well. Um, you know, I nobody wants to play a bad video game, although some of the stuff you're showing is really <laughs> it's really bad. Yeah. But like, like bugs aside, I think like you know the bugs were fixed. It was more just like um, the crowds were really poorly done. Like you would be walking through a crowd. And then you turn around and they'd be they'd just disappear. You know, like you would see the simulation way too much. So apparently yeah. a lot of that's getting resolved. The crowds are more immersive. Mm-hmm. There was like things where like if you shot a bullet, everyone would just crouch, like squat like they're taking a poo. <laughs> like, you know, ah. yeah. <laughs> and just stay there forever. And you're like, wow, futuristic city. Like, every, you know, there's more realistic crowd behavior in like Skyrim and stuff like that. So like there's a lot of stuff that you could look like. This game really wanted to take the crown and be amazing. There's a big marketing push, and then you got shit like that in there. So my sense is that the immersion factor for this game is going to be a lot better after this patch. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, and I guess my main concern is that when I walked away from it and said, you know, I don't I don't think I like this game very much, it wasn't because it was buggy. Like, there was an element of it that was it didn't run very well on my computer. And it, certainly if it ran better, I think maybe I would have been more inclined to stick with it. But a lot of it had to do with the story, and a lot of it had to do with what was presented and not liking the world and stuff like that. And I don't think any of that's going away. So I don't know if this is going to change my mind on the game. But I do know that they were really selling the game on the world and the city and the environment, and it certainly didn't feel alive or interesting to me. So maybe that will be enough to get me to go, hey, I'm going to stick with this at least long enough to see what's going on. Oh, you can change things about your character. So they made a big deal about be the hero you want to be, huge character creator, Mm -hmm. and then you're done in the game. It's Mm -hmm. the future. You can go to the salon. You you could probably... um, in the actual cyberpunk game, I mean, you can swap out your genitals as you need to. Like, that's just a mod. Wait, you know, I like, can, keep, can it, I keep a the, second pair? Like, I can keep a vagina in my back pocket and swap it around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, in the pen and paper RPG, you know, it's all about cyber mods. So you can just install, you know, a unit in your genital area and then just swap out what you need. Like, sure, you get a Mr. I think it's Mr. Love or something like that. Like, there's a name. There's a product name for the the, the penis you can get the the, the cybernetic penis, yeah. and it's a, it's a part of the game. Like it's it's you know it's a crusty, um, excessive world dystopian, but also like that stuff is in there. Mm-hmm. And so they made a you know they make a big deal about how it's edgy and and like these things are in there. But then you can't change your character at all once you're in the game. Like even if you're just like I don't like this hair color. You're stuck with it. You have to start over from the beginning to change your hair. So it's feel like, like a, that feels like a weird. What, what are you guys doing? You yeah. know, like that feels like an oversight because if the game, if if part of that world is 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 you know modification is everything, then you should have more modification. That should be a priority. Right. It's a. It's honestly for me, my impression is it's like released before it's done. Yeah. It was an ambitious game, and it had to make a release date. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, well, here's like stuff got left. Out. Here's some of the stuff you're getting. Um, before we get to the new content, though, let's say let's see what the next gen consoles are getting. They're both getting a pair of graphic modes that have been added. Basically, it's smoother performance and better visuals. It's the same thing if you played Miles Morales or most most of the new gen games have two settings. Usually, typically, one's performance, one's uh, you know graphic fidelity, and oftentimes that just means. If you want to run 120 frames per second because your TV supports it, you might lose a little bit on textures or something. Uh, or if you want to see everything down to the nitty gritty detail, you might have less 
you know, performance, not necessarily all the way down to 30 frames, but, you know, just maybe 60 or something. So those things are in there. Um, they are they are they are prioritizing 60 frames per second uh, in both cases. They said in this uh, ray traced local shadows, balanced high dynamic, high dynamic range lighting, uh, various other visual improvements. Uh, they're also going to support spatial audio for 3D enabled headphones and built in TV speakers. Uh, let's see. In addition to the graphics mode, PS5 version in particular is going to get uh, dual sense stuff. So if it's raining, you'll feel it in your hands, that sort of thing. A little pitter patter. Those, those controllers mm. are pretty neat, actually. I'm, I'm, I have to say I'm sufficiently impressed with those. Um, and some general tweaks. Uh, here's what's interesting. There have been dozens of combat alliterations that improve things like enemy behavior, AI logic, positioning, balance on certain uh, hacks that you would do or quick hacks you would use. Uh, let's see, improved crab reactions like you mentioned, pathfinding and despawning and that kind of stuff. Uh, the uh, Night City community is now more diverse during the day and, uh, and at night, uh, increasing occurrences and adding more variety of conversations in all districts. So goes to what you were saying, Bo, about immersion, uh, I would think anyway. More realistic traffic simulations, uh, better driving in general. You know, what, what that means in practice, I don't know. They don't really say here, but, you know, more responsive, more realistic gear stick, this sort of stuff. Uh, they adjusted the easy difficult, uh, said it was too easy, so they bumped that up a little bit, blah, 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 a whole bunch of this stuff. Yeah, some, uh, the AI is like some of the worst in a game. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, hopefully, like I, these I, guys, like the a the, the monsters in Witcher, like playing that game, like they, yeah, the game is so much fun. It's just you know the combat challenge was never never part of the game. It's just fun to look cool and swing swords at people. So yeah. in this game, they actually have to make tactical. Um, you know, th- these are SWAT units. These are gang members and guns. They have to make them look tactical and behave realistically, and they just don't. They just, they're just so dumb. So I'm even skeptical, like, how much they've actually improved the AI. Yeah, I, think it's- yeah, I agree. That stuff's hard. You don't, uh, Some of that is ground up if you're going to change it, and I don't know how much ground I up mean, they're doing. You know, like, it's always a tough thing in a shooter because, like, you have to give the players the opportunities to hit them, but realistically, everyone's running for cover probably. Yeah. Or if they are super cybernetically enhanced, they're probably rushing you down. Uh, in an obnoxious way like so anyways i mean it remains to be seen but the game in the base state the ai is like some of the worst in a video game like pretty abysmal it it got to the point where you know i was just hacking them so like my encounters were all sneak somewhere look at them hack them all and kill them pretty much instantly and i didn't have a combat encounter for the second half of the game ever Mm. Uh, i was able to hack everyone there's there's when you become a godlike hacker in that game you are literally the best hacker in that city. No one's better than like, <laughs> no one's countermeasuring you at all. Like there's no challenge. It, it's, and I'm sure that's still the case in the game. If you, uh, if you level up in a hacker way, mm-hmm. you'll just bypass all combat. Essentially hacker hackers. OP is what you're saying. Still OP. Yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe. What do they call it? This net running net, net running, running. Yeah. Uh, the, I, there's a whole article on Kotaku today saying that the best update to this whole thing is the way they changed the map and they don't get into too many details here. And I don't have that article in front of me, but apparently navigation, getting around, knowing where we want to go and how to go and how to mark the map up and all that is like vastly better than what it used to be. And I don't remember what it was like, but that sounds I all right. as a problem myself, but I yeah. wouldn't sing its praises either. Um, I, didn't, I didn't have a problem with the map. Let's see. Here's another one. Maybe I mean, since you played so much, how's this line hit you? Not to mention there's an ability to physically interact with your chosen partner. Uh, or I'm sorry. The, the ability to physically, physically interact with your chosen partner is no longer abruptly cut short after finishing their quest line. 
Even when you have completed all the missions associated with a lover, you can still go to bed with them, wake up together, and have a few other cute interactions over at their place. What do you think uh, of that? That is interesting, because I think for the most part, it depends on the storyline, but a lot of time is you have the romance, mm-hmm. or you fail to have the romance. Like, I tried to romance someone who was... Um, what? Yeah. What? I think I tried to romance one of the characters at one point, but didn't realize they were, you know, they were lesbian. I was a dude or something which wasn't into me. Or you might just fail it. Like you got to, it's a dialogue game kind mm-hmm. of like you got to say the right things and then you get the sex scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but everyone seems to abandon you afterwards. So I don't know if they mean it's the corporal chick <laughs> that you have a, ch- a cheap fling with right at the beginning. Yeah. Not everyone gets that, but if you like do the job real good in a way that the, <laughs> Not real good, but do the job in the way that the corpo likes. Like yeah. so, you know. Um, then she sends you a text message later for uh, what do they what do they call it? Just like a hookup. Just a, just a bang, but like there's a word people it's use. It's a hookup, right? Yeah. Like a hookup. Just a hookup. Yeah, yeah. A booty call. That's it. Booty call. <laughs> she basically texts you for a booty call in a seedy ass hotel. Yeah. And the benefit from getting that is you get a dildo melee weapon Sweet. that is just a giant like is the length of my arm basically like it's like a mace nice and you swing that at people so like so, john um, like john's normal but then she never hear from then. her again it's like a one night and i'm like she works in the city i could look her up like if i'm feeling like, like I, that's what i take from this note if you're just like man my virtual i need to get my virtual rocks off again it's mm-hmm. been a whole week since i've seen pan am <laughs> um let's go have sex in a tank again and yeah. you know that's yeah yeah maybe you'll get to it also just seems weird that <laughs> If these are characters that supposedly you're making a connection with, it's like, well, we boned. That's it. We well, it's, never it's, interacted ever again. We mm-hmm. went through all of that's this. That's not true. We like, achieved and then uh, we're, we're out of here. Like yeah. one character skips town because they need to go. They want to go. And then they send you messages from where they left. Like you still get text. One of them is still in town and it's part of the story comes back towards the end. But you're just like, there's just no more story. What else are you going to do? Like I never was once like, you know, because Pan Am was my romance. I was never like, it's been five days since I've seen Pan Am. I should call her. She's going to think what's up. Like, there's no written text for that. And I wasn't like, I just want to go virtually bang her again. Like, I'm playing a video game. Like, I'm just, I'm not thinking about like, you know, it's been five days since I made love to my lover. <laughs> I should call her and go, you know, tap. Yeah. But yeah. like, it's, yeah. Anyways, it's, so I don't know what that means. I, I guess don't either. Somebody complained. About I don't it. either. Like somebody somebody must like, have been. Oh, I got in a relationship and now where's the rest of my relationship? And I'm like, I don't know. I just- Maybe. Uh, how about this one? Oh, this is this speaks to what you said earlier. It says another much requested feature is that you can now finally change aspects of your physical appearance. So, for example, yeah. you can switch your hairstyle in the bathroom mirror, apply different nail varnish options, put on makeup and get piercings. These options were all previously locked in after you left the character creation screen at the beginning of the game. Now you can mess with those as much as you want. Doesn't quite go as far as I need a new penis, but it, you know. It's still something, something there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, I mean, you're literally locked into every choice you make, right? A character creation for your physical appearance. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, it's cyberpunk, man. Like, yeah. I, I think, <laughs> I don't know. If I was making this game, so understanding that the pen and paper game, part like the D&D in it, the D&D-ness of it, mm-hmm. it's D-ness, if you will. <laughs> D-ness. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. You know, D&D, like the deal is like, you're going to get a, a new piece of armor you're gonna get new sword you're gonna get some new stuff you know in this game the guns are kind of all over the place so you're not really you know thrilled sometimes you're thrilled when you get a new gun Mm -hmm. but really in in the pen and paper and i assume what should be in this game is like 
when you're finally able to upgrade from like an okay robot arm to a badass robot arm, when you get claws in your arm, like these are the upgrade things. They're treated with such a lack of um, ceremony. Yeah. Like you go to a store, you pick an icon. Now you got the ability. Like there's no surgery uh, that goes with it. There's no fight. Like, Part of the idea would be if you take out a rare military unit, you could steal their equipment and wear them like loot. You know, like it's just mm-hmm. I don't they, I don't know if they had that planned originally or they thought about it, but just the way loot and upgrades are handled in this game is there's a lack of ceremony and specialness. Just kind of game, of it. yeah, it's just game, yeah. game. I just don't think they figured it out. That's all. Like you know, like I don't. It yeah. feels weird to me uh, that the true end game of final fantasy 14 is more like what cyberpunk should be, which is <laughs> the way about it, yeah. how I look <laughs> and then standing around in limsa and going, look at how good I look yeah. like, but yeah. that's how, that's how cyberpunk should be. Like you should get some badass arm upgrade. It should be reflected on your character. And when you walk around the city, people should be like, you have an X seven arm. Holy shit. I got somebody yeah, I want yeah. you to vaporize for me. Like, yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. how that should go. And that's, I think kind of, and it's where a lot of my frustration with the game comes from is like, they kind of presented it that way because the first upgrades you get in the game, the ones you have to get, um, they do that. You go see a ripper doc, you sit down, you watch them disassemble and take pieces off of you and put new pieces on and stuff. Yeah. And you're like, oh shit and when you're done like you look at your hand and it's different and then they put a new eye in your head and you're like oh man this is so cool i can't wait to do this and you get your next ripper upgrade and it's just a menu and you just hit a button they go there you go yeah and you're they, like they oh, definitely man, could have done better this there is lame as hell what what happened how how did yeah. um how did it work in deus ex bo i can't remember you- well in, in deus ex you're like you you're on death's bed and then you're you're your head of security at what's the name of the company? Uh, uh, but, but for a corporation, and that guy gives you a military grade body. So in right. that one, you're the envy of like you have like the latest tech military gear of that company. I just can't remember the name that you work for. Yeah, and Walmart. Um, no, it's not Walmart. You un like because it's overwhelming because it was sudden. Like you were dying, and they they put your basically your 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 heart and torso and head in there. You don't have the rest of your body, the mm-hmm. rest of its machine. Yeah. Um, the, the, the RPG idea is that you have to unlock it over time because it's just too much to take in all at once. So you get these Praxis kits and yeah. the Praxis kits unlock more of the ability. So you never actually changing anything out in Deus Ex, which is probably the smart way to go. Mm. Um, but you know, they didn't have to license cyberpunk to make that game. Uh, if the CD project red wanted to, they licensed cyberpunk and cyberpunk is literally, the dystopia of it is that it's it's a mega commerce place. Yeah, you know, I feel like a, the more they lean into uh, that, like the techno feudalist state. That's and, why and we want it. That's why we want cyberpunk. All those reasons you just described are the reasons why that's an interesting IP to work with. And if, yeah, and, yeah, like yeah. I, I just they didn't nail like totally they didn't nail it. Like you know, understandably, maybe to make the game they wanted to make, they couldn't follow the pen and paper rules. But I read the rule book. They've got the formula down. Yeah. They probably shouldn't have made it a first person shooter. They probably should have made it a turn based tactical game. Mm. I just, they, it was a really ambitious project to make a first person RPG, but not have, like, it's, it's not an RPG. It's, it's, it's uncharted. Like, it's a third person or first person style adventure action game. Yeah. You know, maybe the RPG is like you have some choice. 
in the in the in in what you're saying in dialogue, but like they're that's kind of the only thing that resembles an RPG, maybe the dialogue system. So instead of the D and Dness, we got the RPG pen the RP Enus RG RPG penis. RGP. Yeah, like I don't like I do feel like I'm playing a role. They do a good job of making you vanilla man, so you don't really feel like you're playing a character, <laughs> you're playing you. Yeah, and you're literally called V. Like you know, it's it's you, you can. Like that, that there's there are definitely awesome artistic aesthetic decisions, even in the RPG genre. They just didn't. The thing you expect from an RPG is that you get gear, you know, and you have spells and things. And I just don't think they executed very well on it. I think even with these changes, it's it's. I would say that about Witcher Three too, though. Witcher Three is an excellent game, but it's not a it's not a fun. The combat's like the least interesting part about it. Like I'm just like, oh, here we go, it's combat again. Like let's. Yeah, we probably the should. Music's have known. great, and yeah. the animations are great, but it's literally just uh, here. Let me parry. Let me do a little spell and and swing a few swords. CD Projekt Red is not does not have good combat. They're not known for good combat, and yeah. that, that's reflected here in this game too. That's because they're still using CDs. It's right there in their name. They need to upgrade. <laughs> Uh, what about a blue yeah. project? Why do all the projects have to be red? Yeah. Exactly. Um, so anyway, we'll see. I've installed it. I installed it today. I'm going to give it a spin and uh, see how things are. So far, it seems fairly positive. Some of the reviews post this. Some t- uh, Steam reviews are like, great new patch, blah, blah, blah. We'll see. Yeah. How I'm, sure it'll, I'm sure it'll be good, and I don't want to be too judgy ahead of time, but it's not perfect. Speaking of new games with uh, reviews that are good, so far anyway, uh Horizon Forbidden West seems to be doing quite well. Uh, there's limited reviews out so far, not not too many. Um, most of them will hit tomorrow, but sitting at a nice 89 on uh, Metacritic, really only brought down by one critical one that said it put them in the 60s. Everybody else is high 80s or 90s. Um, I'm very much looking forward to playing this this weekend. I think this is the... Here's my hot take on Horizon Forbidden West. You oh. don't need a review for this game. Well, you either you. know if you're going to like it or you don't. You know what? Um, That's true. Well, I think you could say that about the upcoming God of War. You could say that about a lot of games. I think that's a fair... It's, it's not like... Unless someone warned you that, hey, these guys really screwed this up and it's completely bass-ackwards and it's terrible now. But if, it, if you're not hearing that kind of hubbub about it, like pre-release or whatever, and you're a fan of... Uh, uh, Zero Dawn, I think you're going to probably be excited about this and play it and love it. Yeah, I think your feelings going into this now, things change. I like the uh, Doom reboot a lot more than the more recent Doom. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, That's a case of a sequel not giving me more of what came before, mm-hmm. and I am glad they didn't. I like Good for them for experimenting and doing something a little bit different. I think it was overall for my personal taste. Uh, it was a net negative experience as a result. But I think based on what I've read about this game, what I've seen about this game is it is more horizon and that either excites you or it doesn't. You know, if you were looking to be won over by a sequel, I don't think you're going to be. If you're excited about the game, I think you're going to be into it. I think that's a pretty safe net to throw out there. Mm. And I don't think it's going to be a game that changes your opinion one way or another. A few people I've heard from who I trust and their general general takes on this sort of stuff have said that um, it does just enough refining of things that maybe weren't great in the first game and makes the things that were great even better, takes out a little bit of the filler. And then, of course, you know, 
blows things out in terms of graphics. Like apparently it's just really, really pretty. Even on a base PS4, this, this thing is like making people freak out about the visuals. That sounds to me like a great sequel. And that's what I want from a sequel. So I love that first game. I'm, I'm ready to, to play this game. This is the game that got, that pulled me off of, um, Breath of the Wild. They came out the same month. I don't know if you guys remember this, but it was about the same. And month, see, that's the funny thing because for yeah, most people, that. it went the other way. Right, right. I feel like most people were playing this as a holdover to Breath of the Wild, and then Breath of the Wild took them away from this game. But I think it's, I think it's, I loved the first Horizon. I'm trying not to get too excited about this because I'm kind of in Scott's headspace where it's like, I'm not going to play that on a PS4. They made a PS5 game, so I'll play it when I have a PS5, and that's when I'll play it. So I'm I'm not going to play this game, and I have no intention of getting it, but um, I really liked Horizon Zero Dawn. I never finished it, but I I thoroughly enjoyed my time with it. Yeah, it's real good. We'll see uh, how it goes. More reviews tomorrow, obviously, and uh, users will finally get their hands on it. It's a midnight launch tonight. And uh, yeah, I'll be playing this this weekend. Um, I don't know why it's ten dollars more on this store though. It's it's dumb because I can actually we talked about this last week briefly. I can buy the PlayStation Four version of the game for ten bucks less. It's only ten bucks, but whatever. I, I can buy it for ten bucks less, and then immediately go. I'm playing this on the PS Five, so give me the upgrade. And they'll give me a free upgrade. Yeah. Or I can just go buy the PlayStation Five one, and I pay extra ten dollars for it, even though it's the exact same thing. I was going to get the other way. Sony's like, Sony's weird with this stuff. I'm telling you. That's the thing. Like Sony, figure your shit out, guys. The like, Ten dollars is imaginary value. It's <laughs> so stupid. Like this is why I I hope they figure out whatever their Game Pass thing is going to be because they don't know what to do with pricing. Like they're sitting there, and it's kind of the same. It feels like the same arrogance that created the PlayStation Three. Where it's like, we're Sony, we make a premium product, and therefore our next gen is going to be premium. We're going to charge $10 more for it. And like, I get it. The prices of video games should have probably gone up multiple times and hasn't. Like, you know, you can say games should be X amount, but like, guess what? They're at what we've accepted games to be at, and it is the way it is. But this whole thing of like buy the previous gen for ten dollars less and then get a free upgrade, it makes you look stupid. Yeah, it makes you look like you have no clue what's going on, and it's a really bad look for them. I would almost it's- prefer it if they said, uh, "You bought the PS4 version, now you're going to need to pay us ten bucks to get upgrade to the PS5 version." At least I would see that as a. Instead, all I'm fed is a thing that sounds like what Bo tried to say a couple of weeks ago, and you just referred to now, Bo. It's it's imaginary value. And how do I know it's imaginary for sure? Because Sony even confirmed that it's imaginary by saying I can have this free upgrade path. Like, yeah, it means it's not nothing. like it's like, oh, no, it costed $10 more in goods and services or, or like underlying costs to bring it to PS5. You know, right. like it's the same uh, software. Like it, what they should do is sell one SKU and be like, it runs on PS4. It runs on PS5. You know who does like that? Everyone knows Microsoft that's what you do. That. Like Mic- you have a PlayStation account, you're buying, you're unlocking it on your PlayStation account, your code, or you're buying it with your. It's one SKU. Yeah. You log into your PS4. It's your PS4 version there. You log into your PS5. Yeah, this is the last everyone time they're doing this. That's what they're supposed to do. By the way, it's the last time they're doing this too. So they've already they've said that too. They said for, Forbidden West will, will represent the last time we're doing a, a free path for for your upgrades. 
which is crazy. And what you just described is what Microsoft does with their premium game. So yes, there's Game Pass, but if you're just going there to buy a game and you're not using Game Pass, and and you buy a version of a PS4 game, uh, and that fo- PS5 I, version is just there. It's just there. games are still there. Yeah. Like the, the games I bought on Xbox 360 10, 15 years ago, I logged into my Xbox Series X. I was like, oh shit, I can play Peggle again. <laughs> nice. That's, I have wow, what a great Xbox company. game on there. And I don't even know how they know I have that. But yeah. I, I do. You it's do. on there. Yeah, they track it. I mean, if anything, like if both, anything, this just Sony shows. Nintendo. Ugh, yeah, don't, don't so even bad. get me started on those guys. But, but, but this is just, I think this is Microsoft just doing the natural thing, which is bringing it around to what we expect from the rest of our digital worlds. Like we've gone from a place where back in the early, you know, the 16-bit days, we don't think Rockman will be any good of a name to have in America. You better call him Mega Man. Okay, yeah. fine. We'll have two names on two different continents because nobody talks to each other. Nobody knows anything. There's no internet. Nowadays, yeah. to do that would be not only insane, but these sorts of things are starting to become so obvious and dumb. It's like, no, dude, an account means you have an account. And the account means you have things tied to it. And that means your previous purchases, things you already own. And if it's backwards compatible, then damn it, I own it. Like my, like, like Nintendo will never do this. Sony, I think, has to come around. And Microsoft's just right now embracing it. So it's because embrace it, it. It, it, it is dated. The console was a toy. At, at a certain point in its original thing, it was manufactured as a silo. It's a toy. Like the Switch is a toy with the games that it has on it. You look at any toy, like actual toy electronic mm-hmm. right yeah no one's trying to find backward support for simon says or whatever you know what i mean like it just, yeah. it just the software on it just works how it works that's a really and good quote like, i love that quote that's and actually so, awesome. they, so uh, xbox is like oh no everyone understands in north america everyone understands these are all computers their phone's a computer no one's fooled by it kids aren't even fooled by it anymore this has long-term uh, erosion of of brand trust and loyalty so their decision is to say yeah we know it's a machine here's a sweet cheap machine that's underpriced now buy game pass and we're all of them for it and sony and, and nintendo are still you know i guess they're still making money like stop giving them money i'm sorry but like we have so few choices of consoles mm-hmm. so we're not it's not going to happen but really really if you don't like how they're doing things we need to stop giving them money like that's yeah that's always that's always it. a factor but i in the in but this that particular happen, but you know in this particular case, I just think there's there's room for Sony to grow quickly in this. Why does my thing. abuser keep abusing me? You pay him. You reward him for it. Like, no, that's true. Yeah. The <laughs> more you, you pay know. your abuser, the more they abuse you. Like, you're sending the wrong message. Anyway, like, yeah. I just, like, what we've complained about here, like, that's $10 of imaginary value. It's literally theft. Feels like. It's literally, you have the same product. Even if you have to be like, well, we modified it a bit for PS4, PS5. We all know it's CPU, GPU, and motherboard like business, like and you know, it, you know what it is? Board, it's resort uh, fees in Las Vegas. When I go to a hotel in Vegas, it doesn't matter what I'm going for, how long I'm going to be there, or if you even look at the pool, I don't even need to look at any of their amenities. I still have to pay a resort fee, which is a made-up piece of bullshit, and it's not real. It doesn't exist. I mean, it does, and people pay it, and so they do what they have to do to to do it, but. But it's, do it's all fake. places have resort fees, or is, do they do the same company have a different resort that's shittier, where you don't have to pay the resort? Well, most fee? of them have resort fees. Maybe even all. I don't know. I feel like everybody there does it, but I could be wrong. I know everywhere I have ever gone in Vegas, they all have a resort fee. For as long as it's go. consistent, or there's a rationale to it, even if you're just like it's bullshit, it's fine. When you get to a point where you're 
the cat's out of the bag and you're like, uh, we have two fairly identical machines and one, the software costs $10 more for no reason. Yeah. But people pay it. I don't don't know if I call it theft. I'd call it. uh, Yes, they've crossed the line. Can I call it theft? No, because people are paying it. But if they didn't pay it, it is theft. Like it's not theft. It's not like they don't. It's the same. It's the exact same product. Yeah, no, I I get that. I get development of the game costed the same, whether it's PS4. It's not like they had to spend a hundred million dollars more to make the PS5 version of this game. It is the same executable. Holy, holy, holy agreed. I'm just saying that I, I don't know if I'm ready to call it theft. Theft implies they reach into your pocket and take it without your will. Your willpower still means something here. You cannot do it. You know what I mean? Uh, sure. I guess theft is technically not the right word, but it's a scam. It's a I scam. I think the thing yeah. about it's, it's it is. Lie, it's, for, it's a dishonest For me, I, that I, I it's just, it, we are used to, and we are mostly aware as human beings on this earth that we're being taken advantage of by companies on the frequent. Like, Usually, if we're giving someone money, like you go and buy a car, and even the people that walk away from the car dealership going, Yeah, I got exactly what I wanted, you got screwed. Like they're celebrating that you bought the car, guaranteed. Like no car dealer has ever gone, Man, they got me. They got me so good. Those wily customers, they really screwed me on this deal. But what are you going to do? Like you lose all the time. Mm. The thing about this that makes it so egregious is they're not even like hiding where the screwing is uh, no, occurring. We're, we're they're so like, they're showing it blatantly it's, to you. Yeah, yeah. We're so used to scams, it's normalized. I mean, we're going to talk about Lost Arcade later. It's a, it's a, a game I really like. It's full of scams. Oh, like yeah. we're just it's just normalized like Charcoal. i think this we lose perspective on it is that it's just normal we just expect that we're getting ripped off and for it to be so blatant it's ten dollars more for the same product we're like yeah maybe it's okay or it's not I mean, really it's, theft i mean it's like the very definition like, of buy me dinner first like what they're doing is it's like you know, Sony, come up with some reason. You know, like like Scott said, do I would I be happy if they just raised the price on the PS4 version? No, but at least it would feel honest. Yeah, or charge ten dollars to yeah. do the upgrade. Like, is that a good solution? No, but no. at least it feels more honest rather than well, shit. I guess we got to give it to him free because we said we would. Uh, yeah. uh, maybe we can fool him into just spending $10 more arbitrarily for this. Yeah, because like, what they're kind of saying, and Bo is right about the artificiality of it, they're basically taking the same packaged content and they're not increasing it to give you the better version. They're building it at this tier and then they're knocking it down a couple of pegs for the older version. If anything, they're doing more work to make sure it works on PlayStation 4 than up here on five where they're already developing for they're aiming this high and they're delivering a lower one so that actually is more work for them but it's somehow cheaper to go over there that's because they want you to believe and us to believe that they're curating these things very specially for the platform they're on and like oh this version for the ps4 is very nice but over here ooh, there's more fairies in your hard drive or whatever's going on it's 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 skeezy. no i, I mean don't like i mean it. you are right like it, it it's if anything, they probably can afford to lower the cost on the PS4 because the install base is wider than the PS5 as well. So, oh yeah, hundred percent. If That's they're not charging uh, full price, they'll what they'll make up for in price. What they'll lose in price, they'll make up for in volume. Yeah. And then they they know how many upgrades they're going to give because they know how many PlayStation Fives out there. There's a shortage. Um, so yeah. you yeah. know, it's it, it, this is all planned. It's all fine. 
And like, look, no one's going to do anything about video games. There's so many problems in the world that video, like for governments to deal with regulation, like video games are way on the bottom of the list. Even yeah. if they start to get to it, it's an after. It's still, and this 2022, buyer beware. This shit is an afterthought. Like, you, you, there's there's no uncle uh, or uncle regulatory. <laughs> no, <laughs> no Mr. Uncle regulatory for gaming is really going to take over. You know, the we call, we call him uncle. That level of ire is going to be Zuckerberg. You got to call him uncle, uh, uncle Reggie for regulatory. Yeah. It's short. And uncle Reggie regulatory. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> like we, we can demand it till we're blue in the face. They got problems with oil and, you know, nuclear missiles and all kinds of other shit to be like, you know, what's really important? Microtransactions. Mm. <laughs> like it's it's we're always going to live in a world like where this is permissible until it reaches some kind of crazy thing. There's going to be a lot of headlines published about it. But ultimately, like I can old old man yells at Klaus about it. What are we going to do about Russia? And then someone kicks open the door. Guys, you won't believe what they're doing with Horizon mm-hmm. into yeah. the West. Yeah. yeah. Ten bucks more so. for the next gen version. That doesn't make any sense. Stop everything. Yeah. I kind of do. I'm not that I do miss them because I don't actually. But there's something I do miss about the 90s where really, really old men who'd never seen a video game in their lives. We're we're really concerned about Mortal Kombat and uh, everything else that was happening oh, back yeah. then. The fiber Satan's come. Like your kids are playing with Satan when they play D and yeah. And there's I have like, nostalgia now, uh, for that. Tell now. us about this Sonya Blade. What does she do? <laughs> Why does Doom uh, teach our children how to murder people or whatever? These stupid ideas. I kind of miss that hysteria, but not really. But but kinda because at least it was. It felt like it was like off in a corner somewhere. Now it feels like everyone's crazy. I maybe I'm just older and I get it. I don't know. I don't know what it is now. No, you just miss the days of someone in a suit that looks like he's been talking for three hours, filibustering, and he's going, Rachis into his chest and pulls out his heart and holds it for the world to see. And we're giving this to our children. Kalima. <laughs> and then a bunch of people going mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. agreeing with him mm-hmm. yeah yeah now this happens in like way worse ways and way more socially uh destructive ways this sort of thing happens but i miss when it was about dumb video game stuff and kind of yeah kind yeah, of yeah like wish. not the, these small problems not these big problems like cryptocurrencies and shit like that yeah, yeah. well they're all starting to meet in the middle um all right so so there's that that game's going to be great is the main point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Despite all of this, you have a cool game to play. But yeah. Despite all of this, awesome. but yeah, yeah, despite all of this talk and, and it's not that none of this is, you know, matters, but it's a hell of a series and there's a, there's a reason. Right. This isn't on them or the series. This is a Sony thing. Yeah, this, this is, is a, a separate a thing corporate to be deal. frustrated sure. about. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. All right. There was a new panel uh, from hell, Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, they are the new barbarian classes got revealed. It's not in the game yet, though, right? They didn't patch the, the big news. The big news. I put a bunch of things in. So barbarian class revealed. The big news is this not releasing till twenty twenty. Yeah, we got. A We've good been talking year. about this game for a long time, and I got a newsletter. It wasn't in the panel for hell so much, and they're like, "Yeah, it's not coming out this year. Yeah. Maybe twenty twenty three. So, yeah, yeah. That's barbarians in there. We're one step closer to the full TWBD crew. Yeah. In there's, the game, there's Varel launches. Yeah, who are we missing? Yeah. Sorcerer in there yet? I don't know. And, and one of the things they did show is that you could pick up a goblin and throw it at another goblin. So, mm. okay. like this game, this game is a kitchen sink game. Like I'm happy for it to wait and for them to put the kitchen sink in there too. Like mm. Mm. it, it's this is going to be an incredible, incredible game. Bard is. is missing. Well, right now, I mean, they just have. Yeah, I mean, lots of yet. stuffs missing. There's no lizard folk in there either. 
Not yet. Um, they could yeah, add all this stuff. There's a lot stuff. of things missing. They could add all this stuff. I'm not worried about yeah. that. I just wish it uh, was That's sooner. why I'm saying they're good. You know, they're taking their time. Um, you didn't. I, I interrupted you before you read the rest, but they've they've reshot, reshot video game style cinematics. They've re-recorded a bunch of VO. Like, oh, interesting. This is, yeah, like this. I think they made a lot of money on sales. Oh yeah, pre-orders. I don't yeah. know what the number is. They did um, real well. I they're mean, comfortable. If you go, if you pulled. go just by reviews, it's somewhere in the fifty thousand yeah. reviews or something. Yeah, yeah. But that's like, even if that if, if that's all they sold, that's an enormous amount of money. But that's just the tiny percentage of people who bother to review games. Yeah. So, but the yeah. thing is, like, unlike any like developers who get big pre-orders, you barely hear shit. Even comparatively, you barely hear shit from Cyberpunk. These guys are putting on live stream panel. Like, they had actual people cosplaying as barbarians, smashing stuff, and doing really bad skits. Like, and it's the CEO of the company. Like, they're really into the product they're making. Yeah. And like no other company is doing it like that. It like I see stuff like that, and I just think, and I think of other developers, and I'm like, man, you guys are so lame. Like, and these guys are lame too, yeah. but they're lame. They're lame with a purpose. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and like, I just I think this game. I'm really looking forward to this game. Uh, at least if you're someone who likes this genre, like this is. Well, think how you're something special. Think about how your hot new rig's going to run this thing. It'll be great. I know. I mean, that's why I'm getting a new rig. I, I need to be able to play Baldur's Three. It's funny to play Baldur's Gate 3 on low settings. Like, literally 80% of the geometry goes missing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just like, yeah. Yeah, it's like it's so bad, and it still chugs yeah. um, on my PC. So, yeah, it's for lost, you know, anyways, enjoying the games. But um, Baldur's Gate 3, oh, man, like, this, this is going to be a great game. It's, I mean, looks I hate pre-orders, and I tell anyone, uh, if you have any inkling of liking playing Divinity, mm-hmm. just give them their money. Give them Go give them your money now. Just give them $80. I even said like I might die before this game comes out. It's totally possible I just drop dead, and I'm like that eighty bucks. I'm very happy to have the eighty bucks to make a great game for future people to, to enjoy. That's like, right. I, I just I feel so good about giving the money at this point. Um, your ch- all your children that you don't know about because your sperm's been extracted in the night by secret ninjas. Uh, those kids will have that sperm, game to sperm play. Ninjas? Yeah, sperm ninjas. Sperm, they called sperm, sperm yeah. ninjas. Sperm ninjas. Sperm ninjas. The lesser known sequel to Surf Ninjas was not as popular. <laughs> no. Just didn't get All the right, audience. So the, the story, so you, like the, the sperm, the kids I don't know I have from the sperm ninjas. Yeah, um, they'll be thrilled yeah. that you 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 yeah. invested in their future by helping Baldur's Gate three happen. It's a nice job. Uh, anyway, uh, so that's coming. Yeah. That's so. cool. I'm very curious about. See, I think you're right about the money influx because they got flush with money and they probably went. You know, we could up our game on a few aspects, and maybe one of those aspects was VO. Not that they've had v- bad VO in the past. I think. I think. Uh, divinity 2 had amazing vo but could it be extra amazing could they really go for <laughs> it you know amazing. i mean the yeah, grad the I engine is already like so much prettier than what uh divinity could yeah, do but yeah they're still over- overhauling stuff they overhauled the uh, ui even mm-hmm. they, one of the big things was just a better ui and yeah. i'm like wow yeah wow it's all that great. money baby all that money goes places well anyway so that's coming uh next year maybe and they don't even commit yeah, to that. They're just saying. 2023, and it's not a full commitment. Yeah, but that's just probably. Definitely not this year, so. I have a feeling. That trailer. I get a feeling. I'll go ahead and place my bet now and say they, they hit at least that mark. I think 2023 will happen. I really do. I think so, too, but you never know. I mean, also, they supported Divinity a long time after release, mm-hmm. so one Still sort of there. hopes that. I don't think they'll do expansion content because that's not really their thing, but. They will. There will be, you know, stuff post release. Like, so they tell you I how crazy. I don't. I don't know if I told you how crazy good that game runs. I'm going to give me a code for this. Uh, runs amazing on a Switch. 
blew my mind. Divinity Two Divinity running two? on Switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks crazy. It's, quite, it's actually a pretty old game too. Like you don't think about it because it's always in the news. Is like it's it's pretty much the. I think it's got to be the most well regarded, uh, to, like oh, top it's, down it's up there. RPG. That's like, got to be right. Has to be. Yeah, like you might say like the story and some of them, but just because of the graphical relevance, the mechanics, it is, it is. You know, I think if you, I was to say like recommend one turn based RPG to play, what's the best one? It's Divinity, and it's not perfect, but it's the broadest. It has the most broad broadest appeal of a game in that genre. Yeah. And um, it's, so it's just good. a lot of fun. It's so good. I agree. Came out 2017, just to confirm. 2018 on consoles and the Mac 2019, iPad OS 2021. That version's also really good. And the Switch got it in 2019. And it plays great on there. I was shocked by it, how well it played. Like, not even like a crappy frame rate or bad textures or anything. It's just like they really optimized it, which I can respect. I feel like, I feel like, um, Every game feels awesome on Nintendo after enduring the store. Like you, <laughs> like I, I'm almost oh thinking God, conspiracy God. theory. The Nintendo eShop is bad to make you go like, oh shit, this hardware can run uh, a beautiful game. Like what the hell? I was, yeah, I thought this was gonna be ten frames a second. The, the store is ten frames a second. Uh, why would this game run at sixty? It's I crazy. hate that you're right. I think you're right though. That store is really bad, and there's no reason why it can't run fine. There's no reason. They just it's need like to the optimize biggest it. Shame. It's like the worst. It's the worst uh, store out of any store to visit on the internet. I think. Like, oh, it's like bad. if you just rank all the stores: PlayStation Store, Xbox Store, Amazon, like any online retailer, clothing store websites run better than Nintendo eShop. Like, I agree. I, I, they should so be embarrassed. They should be. I I was curious why because this isn't the first time you guys have brought it up, and I was like, I don't remember it being that bad. Scott and Bo being hyperbolic, and then I realized that I tried to use their in-game store once and quit, and every Switch game I've bought after that, I've done off the website. <laughs> and so I'm like, no, I've bought games before, I haven't had any problems, and then I just realized the other day that every game I've purchased, I've purchased from the website, and then just said... Like yeah, click the website down, download yeah. to the switch button at the end, and like it turns on my switch and starts going. And I'm like, oh, that's easy. That's great. That's so, a great idea. Uh, actually, you're right. It's yeah. bad. There's yeah. your workaround though. Is the go to their website. It's it's actually better. Yeah, it's it's real. It's real bad. It happened with Dread. I was like, oh my god, I hope I, I'm able to make this purchase. And, and then I get in the game, I'm like, this game's beautiful. Holy shit. No, it's an embarrassment because there's. you're absolutely right. The, the, the technical prowess of that device is fine. It has nothing yeah. to do with why that store is bad. That store is bad because they don't know what the F they're doing. Or they don't want to take the time slash money slash people it takes to make it good. And we're still going to be suckers because we love what you make, Nintendo. But... I don't know if you it's can just, do this till the end of time. It's beyond logic. Like they use their own equipment, right? Like it's Xbox so employees play Xbox, mm-hmm. PlayStation employees play PlayStation. They see what's written on the internet. Like yeah. how is like um, who's the CEO? Like how does he get on the eShop and go like, this is acceptable? <laughs> this is really good. like this, and it downloads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe, but you know, like I just. They they must even the workers somebody there must something like there's that one guy and you know that meme where there's a board meeting and they throw the one guy out the window, you know mm-hmm. is that is that what happens if you bring up the eShop there? He's like <laughs> uh, I think we should focus on making the eShop better and they throw him out the window like <laughs> like <laughs> what yeah it's bad it's really bad yeah. like it's and very like, very we live bad. in the age of of digital manipulation mind control and stores everyone's trying to make sure you're like. Your algorithms showing you stuff. They're trying to get you to buy things, and Nintendo's like, "What if we just give zero f's about the store?" 
It's like, what if we just made it terrible? Yeah. You know, like it's. Yeah. yeah. No, it's the freaking obnoxious. And it's I don't terrible. know why it's not it's better terrible. by now. It's an embarrassment. Uh, speaking of which, I, well, I'll talk about it later, but I, I spent some time in that store and it was ugly. It was bad. But the games but I got anyways, were great. The point was you were enjoying Divinity on Switch. Yes, it's very good on there. I can see that. Getting it on the store, well optimized, but going in and like putting the code in to get my code to activate, and then getting all that done—that all has to happen in the store. That was arduous and painful, but the the game game. was fine once it came down. Yeah, Yeah. the it is the boss. It's the that's the Dark Souls of the video game world. It's the store, the freaking eShop. It's so hard. You have to put your password in every single time, like every modern device. You want to save your password. Yeah, I'm going to save, you know, I'm not going to save all my passwords, but on this uh, low effort, you know, Wild Rift, mm-hmm. guess what? The phone's saving my password. I'm not putting my damn Wild Rift password in, in every time I want to pop open and play a quick game. Yeah. Nintendo, nope, sorry, but put your password in every single time. It's embarrassing. Well, you can set it to not do that, but that's also kind of bad because if I don't want people to do it, it's way easier on other stores to have either like on a phone, a quick face check or a quick four digit code to get past or some other security yeah. wall. Yeah. This thing is either anybody can get in here and do whatever they want, or you're going to have to log in every time. Eek. There's my big yeah. bird to them. All right. Uh, no Man's Sky. They're getting a new update. Big shock, everybody. No Man's Sky <laughs> continues to be the most supported game in the history of the world. Uh, they're, kind of, they're calling this Sentinel. They've revamped um, a whole bunch of stuff, including combat and a bunch of other things. But the main difference, I think, is you're getting companions this time. He'll do shit for you. You can get a giant mech companion, a little drone companion that flies around. They revamped combat, mm-hmm. uh, new enemies, stuff like that. I I got into play a little bit, um, and it's not on my what I played because I haven't really done anything new yet. But I've missed about two updates for No Man's Sky now, so I was like... Well, you know what? I'll get in and and check it out and see what's new in there. And I haven't gotten to see any real changes, except uh, I did notice that when I had to build something, the build menu interface is better. But I think that oh, might have been from yeah. the oh, previous nice. update. And I was like, "Oh, this is really, really good." <laughs> Getting both so, excited. Yeah. By the way, yeah. when I get my new PC, one of the first games installing this game. Oh yeah, dude. Part of why I can't play is the frame rates crap. It doesn't look that pretty. But when I see the full, you know trailers for it oh my god i know i know and i don't know if it's also part of a new update but the planet like the first planet i visited was amazing Mm -hmm. there were bubbles floating all over the planet in the sky and everywhere it was full of bubbles and the planet was covered in flowers that would in rhythmic patterns light up with bioluminescence Mm -hmm. and i was just like this is the coolest goddamn planet. It's the first one I visited. Like this thing is great. Yeah. What an amazing planet this is. And yeah. It just keeps it's just better. doing such a good job of capturing like what I wanted that game to be from the get go. So did you try any combat? Because I would say arguably that's the my least favorite part of No Man's Sky. Because some stuff there's less I like less, but I'm willing to endure it. But the combat is so bad. It's so uninteresting and unengaging, right? It's not a reason yeah. to play the game. It's like, check out the sweet combat. I'm really curious if this improvement really is, you know. I didn't get into fun. any fights uh, yet. Yeah, that, that's that's what I'm mo- Like, I'll still come in and play it. Like I said, this is like a, a game to go in and go wow over the graphics and, and get lost in again. Like, especially since I'm playing Valheim. It's, it's space Valheim. And um, I'm like... <sighs> I just, you know, if the shooting's really good in this and the missions are bad, like that, it's, it sounds exciting. I just yeah. hope it's not like overhyped kind of thing. Like, yeah, yeah, 
it's revamped, but still not that great. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, my my guess is the ship combat has not gotten much of a treatment, but they've got no. some plan for it. They'll call it um, sh- Shippy Dippy Update or whatever. And <laughs> Shippy that, Dippy. That's the update I want. I want the Shippy Dippy Update. I do like too. That, I, I, that game needs new ships. It needs to not have a shield recharge mechanic that feels like I'm shoveling coal into a furnace to get my shields back online when they go down. Like, it's just so weird to me. It's like, your shields are down. What do you do? And it's not like a button to change energy or anything. It's open a menu, grab some sulfur, throw some sulfur in my shields. And here they come back on. All right, we did it. We recharged the shields. It feels so like. Yeah. It, needs it feels a like a steampunk game at that point. Like like I said, just shoveling coal. You're just like, put sulfur in the engine. We got to make shields happen. Yeah, it's, um, a, it's a weird. I think that whole system just could use a tweak or two. You know, nothing doesn't have to be anything drastic, but just make that experience more compelling. Make me want to get into some air fights or uh, space battles, because right now I avoid all of it. I just don't care because I don't like the combat. It's not very fun. What you just described is a nightmare. Like, that's just not fun. So make that fun in your next big update that's free and that we all get. How about that? Yeah. And apparently the Switch oh, version uh, also runs Speaking of, they said they're not done yet by a long shot. Oh, I... they were asked, they're like, you guys have been doing this for a while now. You know, is, is this it? Is this the one? And they're like, oh, no, we're far from done. Do you hear what those so. guys did? I think those guys are more awesome than we give them credit for. Uh, there was this thing that happened all in the background. They weren't talking about it prior to this. But some guy had emailed them and said... I really wish you would get your Joe Danger games. Those are the games they did before No Man's Sky. That was the games they started on as a company. And I used to love Joe Danger games. They were great. But they're old, like 2012, 2013 or something. And uh, they somebody wrote in and says, I played these with my son, and it was this great way that me and my autistic son really connected. For some reason, all the autism barriers would go down when we'd play this. And it was the only thing that could do it. And they don't work on modern phones. They haven't, it hasn't been upkept. So they secretly in the background, just based on this one email, went and made both of them work not only on modern devices, but made them available in all the stores again. And if you already owned it, all this stuff's free. Um, oh, if you had wow. it on PC, nice. same with the PC updates, all this stuff just free to everybody. And they just did that out of the goodness of their hearts because, you know, they're, that's, how they're, that's what they're like. So if you wonder why these guys are so hell-bent on making good on No Man's Sky, I think they just want to make good, you know? I mean, I, yeah, I, I really think um, it's this, you know, there's this um, small business of the tech world, right? Like, it's just so many products that we can only really speak to the video game space because we talk about that, although I'm sure it extends beyond video game. We're just so used to the idea that, yeah, there's a board of directors, and, yeah, making games is all about maximizing profits and space points and and someone's going to acquire them someday. You don't really think about what if a studio just has 10 dudes and they make just enough money or maybe they get a windfall of cash, but they don't, they're not like expanding. They're like, great, we can play our, we can pay our employees to have 20 year careers and our output is going to just be like what it's going to be. You know, like it's not like about expanding or now we have to have 10 million users or anything like that. We're just making a game, you know, like come to work, build what you want, have fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like they're actually doing cool stuff with the game. And and no doubt this won't be the last game that they work on, I'm sure. Yeah. But they made that awesome little game. Think about building. What was that little game? Companies shouldn't be thinking about uh, profits for shareholders and expansion. They should be thinking about creating sustainable work environments. And, you know, products that people need. And that conversation just doesn't exist in the gaming space. Maybe it doesn't exist everywhere. But to me, 
No Man's Sky is that kind of view. Like, like we just need this company mm-hmm. to be sustainable. Yeah. That's you what know, it feels we like. We need this product to be sustainable. And, yeah. And that's it. And, and make a little just, it's so weird. You can make other stuff everyone. too if you want in between. They made that last campfire game. I loved that. That was an awesome little sweet little thing in the middle of nowhere. They just made it. It's on Apple yeah. Arcade if you want to try it for free, Apple users, but it's everywhere. You can get it on Switch and stuff. Amazing little game. And they just kind of are over there making shit they want to make and don't seem to be beholden to too much. You know, they're out of Sony's thumb now. They're Back in the day, they were really relying a lot on Sony money to promote, to promote the game. But I think they put them in a bad, untenable position where the game wasn't ready. They felt like they had to release in 2016. There was just like, you know, that was bad. And I think that I could be totally wrong. I'd love to interview those guys. But something tells me that experience shaped the culture moving forward and made them go, yeah, we're not doing that anymore. That sucked. We're just going to make a badass video game and we're going to keep making it and work on it until until we want to do the next thing or while we do the next thing and we'll grow on our own way. I like that. I like that yeah. a lot. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of the games I'm playing, I've noticed too, have been trending towards developers that seem like that to me, right? So I really like No Man's Sky. Valheim is like that. Like definitely they've made a lot of money and they're growing, but you know, this isn't a notch in my sells Minecraft for billions of dollars situations. I don't think, you know, I think that that game's going to be sustained that way. Sure. Yeah. Sure. It's, yeah. It, it's just, it's just, yeah, I guess there's always stuff like that. Like there's small film studios and then there's the Disney's and the Paramount's and all that. And there's just going to be both always. But, um, I think we haven't had that conversation. Like we'll, I will have that conversation with indie films and small studio films, like in, in the film space. We don't really talk about gaming companies that, that in that way very much. Maybe we will more moving forward. I mean, basically, you described my entire business model of Frog Pants. I don't. I'm not in it for the explosive growth yeah. or the selling like, out. Oh, or, I'm trying to sell this network to Microsoft. No. Like Phil Spencer, come on, man. Give me. Just want to. I just want to sustain it. Frog Pants. And I'm not no. saying if he walked in here tomorrow, Phil Spencer and says, "Here's a billion dollars," and I, that I would say no. I'm not saying that. I don't know if anyone yeah. sane would say that, but, but. My point is like the day to day is not about, well, when, you know, I, I, that's just never been the goal. It's about sustainability. Like, yes, I have to earn a living. I have to earn revenue. This is what I need to make in order to continue doing this. But you're not like, if we don't grow 1000% in two years in audience, uh, you know, then, then we're going to start selling microtransactions. Like I'm (laughs) going to start selling Scott space points, Scott points, you know, or just trying these strategies to get you to that revenue target. You know what I mean? Um, and you're not going to fire uh, Dunaway over like we didn't we didn't grow over a thousand percent. Give me a, a reason or yeah, you're out of here, buddy. Going to go really bad. Yeah, and you know Scott's you know you're, we're not like it's sustainable business. It's what business should be. Yeah, I and agree. I think I think there's so many people involved in the super companies that it's it's again normalized. People are like no no that's how the world works. And, and yeah, no I agree. We decide how the world works, and I guess you're deciding that way because for whatever reason that's just you know but. It's crazy. And I don't want to get into it because anyways, there's a big thing in Ottawa and like, I don't feel one way or the other, but anyways, a local, I'm going to get into it. A local ice cream shop gave money to this convoy that's coming to town and the convoy is kind of like a QAnon. They're pretty dumb overall. Like it's a pretty dumb thing. They're, you know, but in a democracy, people do have a right to protest and they're not charging our capital, you know? And yeah, maybe they're being obnoxious and it's annoying that they're here. Anyways, I'm not going to get into that part. But Can I play the just, audio of that guy on his balcony, though? Can I do that real quick? You can, quick? yes. Yeah, okay. please do. I'm warning everybody at home, if you listen to the show and you like that we're sparing on the swears, 
Uh, this is not bleeped. This this guy goes off, but he he makes me think of Ricky from the Trailer Park Boys, and I love it. So we're gonna play it. Here you go. Shut up and go fuck yourself. Who's there? Um, yeah, he's basically Ricky, uh, and and that's a that's an Ottawa resident mad at the people who are protesting here, and like it is obnoxious. We all want them to go away, uh, but but notably in my neighborhood, there's um, an ice cream shop, and it's like a it's a one store only kind of thing. It's owned by owned by a local family, and and they were open a lot during the pandemic, observing mm-hmm. the rules. Yeah, but the custom that place even not during the pandemic had a lineup around the corner. And people during the pandemic were lined up around the corner all through the pandemic. And I, you know, I'd walk, I'd go by on my way home from work, being like, "What are they doing? Don't they know it's a pandemic?" Mm-hmm. Anyways, the owner apparently gave two hundred fifty dollars. Then the GoFundMe hack it was revealed to this convoy, and now they're, you know, she's getting shit on. Yeah. And and part of me through all this has been really irritated that a lot of these big companies have been allowed to operate. Mm-hmm. And make record profits during the pandemic. And like, I have a friend who owns a small business that had to subsist, subsist on loans and find other ways to survive because he's not allowed to open his business. Yeah. But Walmart's allowed to stay open. Yeah. Like I really feel for small business people. And, and anyway, and that's just again, like sustainable businesses are getting hurt and the, the super, the feudalist corporations are allowed to stay open. And, yeah. and, and I know the, that we all have to protect each other. I'm not an anti-vaxxer, anti-masker, or that we shouldn't be safe. But we're gone two years now, and it's really uh, it, it, that's really unfair. And in the gaming space, it's the same way. Like A lot of the attention goes to these companies that are more concerned about profitability than they are about making a great game experience. And mm-hmm. I really feel like it's important to shout out the game companies who just want to, even if it's not a game that's my favorite, re- like mad respect, like LEG style, to the game companies that are in it to make an awesome game. Like I look at Larian that way. I look at hello games that way. Um, a lot of indie company, indie studios are like that. Just, just name them. There's a lot of them mm-hmm. um, rather than these. I'm so sick of blizzard. I'm kind of sick of Microsoft and Bethesda's. Yes. They make great games that I'm going to play, but I, I'm not like, I'm just not as impressed anymore by these companies. I'm like, it's, it's come to the point where it's, you know, kind of, it's just not as impressive to me these days, you know? Mm, and, mm. and anyway, that's, I think that's the end of my rant. No, it was a good but, rant. I like yeah, that. We did all over the place and we hope, didn't play the, we anymore. didn't do the bozone layer. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. The boat, the bozone. We just got the bozone. Lifted. We got lifted everyone. All right. Nicely done. Actually, I think that was a really great rant. Um, all right, let's move on to a couple things here. There's no, you can't say any dirty words in wordle. Anymore. Uh, anymore. It's done. You used to be able to. There's yeah. little. Like wench, wench used to be a guessable word and they took it out. They uh, ha- it's, yeah. it's not a word anymore. It's no longer a word. <laughs> so it's actually been a bit of a big deal because there were a lot of people. Um, you know, I, I, you guys got me into Wordle. You know, we did that whole bit on the show where I said I blocked, I muted it on Twitter. And you guys said, John, you're yeah. a stick in the mud. And you convinced me to try it on the show. And I've been hooked and I've been playing uh, ever since. I still don't post it on Twitter, but I do send my wife and I compete every single day on it. 
And uh, a couple nights ago, uh, we had the first like real result of the New York Times buying Wordle, which was she was just going back to she left a, a browser window open and she hadn't ever closed it. So it was still the original version of Wordle unupdated. I go to the website constantly because I always close my browser tabs and all of that. And I got the refreshed New York Times version. And as a result, we had a different answer to the same puzzle for the day it yeah. was oh. she got one word i got a different word yeah and that uh, was a big off. it was a big deal like yeah. all over the internet internet's breaking down because there's two different versions of uh wordle and basically what happened was when new york times acquired them they went through uh they made to where there are certain what they consider offensive words that it will just not accept as guesses they took uh answers to puzzles that were considered questionable or potentially offensive and removed them and they also took a few words like i don't remember what the word was but it was like the british spelling of it because this was a game from the uk right so it was a british spelling of a word and they got rid of that and went with the i don't know if they went with the american spelling or if they just got rid of it and put in a different word instead and in this particular case it was a very obscure word i don't know if it's common in europe or not but it was a very obscure word and they replaced it with an easier word that Americans might know. So people got all up in arms about it. It was a big stupid thing. And honestly, it makes sense because like as much as people want to bitch about the like, oh, they got rid of, they got rid of words in Wordle, uh, censorship. You know that if Wordle came out its first day on the New York Times and was like, the word is slave, there would be a hundred articles about how the New York yeah, Times picked the word slave. That on is this. a word. It is, it is a, a word. word. And it's they're not, not censorship. It, it's not, not censorship. It's not it's a word. Sucky ship. It's not censorship. It's, it's sucky, sucky ship. ship. It's <laughs> sucky ship. It's like, not. Like, it, they it took it's an sucks. answer out. Like it, it doesn't sucks. matter. Doesn't it's matter. A, it is a word. It is a word. Right. It's but Wordle word. doesn't have every single word in it. They just yes, said but we're I'm not going to Mechanically, it. it makes sense because I'm trying to guess the word. So mm. now not only do I have to guess the word, I have to guess also like what's not allowed as a word. You know, yeah. like it's ridiculous. Like, let me just guess the word. Like if they're taking out my ability to even guess an inappropriate word, that is, I mean... I don't it's know like why they care. Why? Why do they care? levels of like uh, social manipulation. Like, yeah, but why? Like, why do they care? Like, let's or not, let's break word, this down. Know? Why do they care what whether I put in penis or whatever? I don't understand why they care because it's just me on my own doing a dumb. Well, word they game. don't. The difference is, is if you guessed penis before, it would take the word and it would go, you know, and it would indicate where your guess the letters ranks. are. Right. Yeah. Well, now it just goes. Works. That's not a valid word. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So all I have to say, I'm sorry I recommended Wordle. It's now time to stop playing. <laughs> like, and Bo's take is the kind of like, like, it's a sucky it, ship thing. It's not censorship. It's not mind control. Okay, it's not whatever. Right. It just it, sucks. You've now. got your it's catchphrase. All. It's stupid though. It's so dumb <laughs> to get up in arms about this. It really doesn't matter. Yeah. Like it well, technically it doesn't matter, does it doesn't make matter to you. It doesn't matter to you. Right, it matters it to does. me. Like it's lost. I've lost all respect for it, so it sucks now. Like <laughs> it's, it, that's just what it is. Like it's, there's <laughs> also an offensive version of Wordle where the word is more likely to be offensive. Yeah, it's called Loodle remember, or something. Loodle. I don't remember I don't, what it's yeah. called, but it's uh, yeah. There's like a there's Rudel. a bunch of them. There is. I was just watching anyway, a battle royale. Turns version. out people get really up in arms if you take words out of uh, an innocent word game. Check this out. There's one called 
uh, I don't like being told what I can and cannot say by a newspaper. Yeah, like, no, you know, they can I, go I, fuck I, themselves. That, like, it's, <laughs> <laughs> like that, I'm allowed to say that. Like, you sure, know, why not? It's fucking trash paper. Yeah. So, you know, like, there you go. Well, I'm allowed. It's a like sure, free speech country. Also, I don't think they're telling you that. Like, it's like getting so offended for a thing that li- that literally doesn't exist. Nobody said you can't. They just I'm not said offended. like I'm. I'm not offended that they removed it. I'm offended at how much Bo, how you sound lame it like is. An offended person. I'm, I am offended, <laughs> but I'm not offended <laughs> by it. I'm offended at how lame they've made it. Like it's it's like it's it's like it's just so egregious. Like it, it, they're words. When I play, I'm sorry, Scrabble, you can't say egregious. That's too many letters. It's five <laughs> no. letters, Bo. It's ridic- like that's ridiculous. My kids are playing something called Quaddle, which is four words at once. And I don't know how they're doing it, and I don't even want to know. But every day I get flooded in my text messages from my kids saying, we're playing Quaddle, and look at these four words we did at once, and it, it looks like brain mash to me. I don't understand it. Yeah. There's this guy I'm watching right now on a, on, a, on a YouTube video playing something called Squabble, another ripoff, uh, yeah. but it's a Battle Royale game. So you start with up to, looks like, uh, nine so eight so 18 people uh hurrying up trying to solve the puzzle you still have st- the same kind of wordle structure and oh. you have a certain number of hp that hp is reduced by others guessing letters correctly and then dinging you it's a little like that's a little like um tetris 999 or something terrible at this oh, i would be horrendous i at am it. i am extremely slow at wordle i i start the puzzle i guess one of like three starting words and then I go away for a while and then I come back and I spend a lot of time thinking about it. I would lose every time. Chat room, I said some guy on YouTube and someone laughed at me. Is he supposed to be it's, a big I dude? think that's Ludwig. I think that's the guy who's streaming 24 hours a day for a few months. Oh, I don't mistaken. know that guy. I, yeah. I, I don't follow no, you're, not, you're not missing much. That, that's his claim to fame. He streams 24 hours a day. Wow. I, did, I don't like Good it job. though when people go. And everyone's like, give him millions. It's, <laughs> it's like, like, just <laughs> some guy. <laughs> LOL. Why do I do I need to know who every one of yes, these guys you is? Do. Your finger is not on well, the pulse. Enough, you're on Scott. Twitch. You need to know who everyone else is on Twitch. Forget that's, it. That's not, yeah, not going to happen, everybody. Forget it. But he may be a great streamer. Anyways, you know, John makes a fair point. It is also just a word game. So who cares? So, you know, I, uh, I, I see your position on it. Like, it's, you know, it's just a word game. Like, chill the F out. Like, whatever. They took some words off. Like, I get it. But, um, the more it's, egregious thing that happened a, here, it's Bo. It's still lame to me. And here, so, here's yeah. the other egregious thing that happened here. Forget about the words for a second, although I, I tend to agree with you. Like, just leave it. Just don't mess with it. Who cares? Like, I don't yeah. think it's a big deal. They're, but well, they're words. No, no, they're just words. So here's what I would say. I would say the biggest problem here is that you had a time anyway where there were two different words in the same day. That needed to be solved, and it depended on who you were and where you were, depending oh, on what that's word you an integrity. We're now we're talking more on the integrity, the like game integrity side of things. Like, imagine there's two Azeroths, and one where uh, freaking Stranglevale doesn't exist. You'd right? Like, what yeah. the hell? Was right? Yeah. You can't do that. And it's a, if it wasn't a collective, everybody does this every day, and then compares ourselves to each other. Then fine. If this is a little play, you know thing we did on our own, and there was no, they didn't have this community aspect to it. Then fine, have as many words as you want. But that's like that's sacrosanct part of this that's the reason it's big it's the right. main reason it's yeah. big There's well a- and the thing the thing about it too is that like 
Wordle exists on a social construct level. If you're going to cheat yeah. at Wordle, it's not hard. The words are in the code. You can look at the code and find out what every single word for every single day is going to be. You can have the answers freely available to you. You can also reload also, the page on different ba- browsers. Yes, and like, literally every browser, <laughs> like, it resets. So I can guess, uh, like I can go through, guess it on my phone, and then go to my computer and go... I got it in one. I'm the best Wordle player ever. Look yeah, at me. Look at you. Like and like, feel like really it, amazing. Yeah. It, yeah. it exists simply on a social construct of an agreement that we want to try this on our own merits and see how we do against each other. Yep. That's why it's just me and my wife playing against each other. I'm not going to compete with a bunch of people online that I don't understand what level of integrity they're bringing to all of this. Like I, it's just going to be me and her competing she's gonna beat me 90 percent of the time and i'm okay with that although i crushed her last night oh but nice nicely done nicely i got it done. in two she got it in six. Oh so man what a was, lackluster uh, a and strong yeah. victory i've never been more happy with my opening choice now, of quit letters, forever now that you've won you quit forever and i know that's rem- probably remaining champion that's that's probably probably it's a good answer. time to quit they're ruining the game so yeah but yeah, i i do agree with you scott like that was the part that pissed me off because then i had to talk to her and be like you need to reload and go to the new york times version and she goes no i don't want to <laughs> and i was like well i literally can't go back like yeah. they've made it to yeah. where even if you have the old web address you can't get back no. to it. It just redirects to the New York Times one. So I can't go back. So you have to come forward, like, yep. or we have to just call this thing off and just stop playing because yep. they they've ruined it. Like, yeah. yes, it did happen. The New York Times found a way to ruin it. This is how they ruined it. Yeah. And uh, so you have to reload the page, which she finally agreed to do uh, yesterday. So that's why we got to play today. Well, as to as fads go, we're probably in the we're probably in the late middle age stage of this fad. My guess yeah. is that this will give it another month or two and then oh, people will stop talking yeah, about it. Corporation got a hands on it. It is the uncoolest. I'm telling you, it's done. It's done. <laughs> yeah. It's over. That's why I say get your money, man. Like when he sold it, I'm just like, all right, get paid, buddy. Like, that's, oh, this that's is the, the best case scenario for <laughs> Mr. Wardle. This uh, is the this is the real cyberpunk 2077. This is what we're living right, right now. Yeah. This is it. Like the value but, of that has, is going to drop from like, you know, however, what do you get? Million? Yeah, probably million, nine some, figure a million to like it'll be like a hundred dollar app. Like you know, <laughs> the New York Times is going to try and sell it to Bobby Kotick, and he's like, "I'll give you ten bucks for it." That's what happened with uh, Skype when when um, eBay bought it from the people who made it, and I don't know how many people remember that Skype was owned by eBay for a long time. Uh, they eBay paid like a billion or something crazy, and then they sold it to Microsoft years later after not knowing what to do with it for. I think it was just a few hundred million, like a lot oh, less wow. than a billion or something. Yeah. I can't remember the numbers, but didn't know what to do with it. Yeah, they didn't know what to do. They're like, hey, this is a great way to bring users together so they can make deals on eBay. And I'm like, nobody wants to talk to anybody on there, dude. What are you give, talking give it about? To Phil Spencer. Sell it to Phil Spencer. Phil Spencer will buy it for 10 bucks. He'll find a way. Game Pass. He'll find a way. Well, yeah, now they're Pass. trying to, everybody else is trying to get their word on money. You got people doing shirts that say things. I got an <laughs> article served up the other day that was like, these shirts don't know how Wordle works because it was like supposed clearly supposed to be appealing to Wordle people, but it just looked dumb. Google, if you Google Wordle, like the Google logo is all in that style. Like mm-hmm. everybody's trying to get in on They're it. They're all and getting in on it. T-shirts. Bo is a hundred percent right. Yeah. Like that's the moment where everybody goes, yeah. Yeah, it gets gross. It was fun when it was special, and now it's not. This is just humanity. I don't even blame this on uh, whatever we want to call modern day consumerism or uh, 
capitalism. It's just humanity does this. We all do it. They've done it forever. Somebody does a thing. Everybody wants in on it. And it's then they called corporate it. art for a reason. <laughs> yeah, that's we don't true. respect it. Like you know, like it's like an artist makes something. It's beautiful. You're talented. It's great. Sell it for a hundred. Make an NFT. Wait, you, know, you put some generic piece of shit in an office and everyone's like, it's corporate art. It's worth $10. You know, like yeah. who wants that? Like pay me to look at it. Like, yeah. No kidding. Chat yeah. room freaked me out just now. Did they, did the Skype people really, they went on to make zoom. I thought that came out of Asia somewhere and not Europe where the Skype people were. I need to know more about that. I'm fascinated by those stories about when somebody sells something off and they go do something else. I don't know why like video game companies that split off and suddenly respawns a thing, but they used to be part of infinity ward and, what happened and why'd they go and who fired who? Oh, the drama's great, right? Like, yeah, that one, drama is the story. Yeah, we know that story as well. I can't wait till the books about Blizzard get come out by somebody or some big podcast and like Mike Morheim go on the Joe Rogan show and tell them all about what happened. Oh, yeah, just get high, just smoke weed and tell the story, let it fly. Yeah, 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 I mean, those, like that's why I only ever knew about the shows because John Carmack was on there and the lead dev for Doom was on there. And I'm like, well, I'm watching this, and you know, because that those guys interest me. Like sure. the show generally, I don't listen to that much, but yeah, I'm getting Mike Morheim or something. John Stewart's making a podcast. By the way, John Stewart, great podcast. Is it? Why is it behind an Apple paywall? What What's wrong with you? Oh, I well, want to listen to your show. They're all doing 10 that. Minutes of well, it that's YouTube. why it's behind the paywall, because they know you want to listen. Yeah, they're all doing I, that. Everybody, Spotify does it with their crap. Everybody's doing that. I hate it. Podcasts, the whole like, point of podcasts. I like Speaking John Stewart this, a lot. I would listen to that show, but I'm not paying Apple money to listen to your show. I would never put any of the shows we have behind a paywall. You might get some with ads. You might get some that aren't as cool as the ones we do put behind some paywall, but... I'm telling you that that other way of where it's like, here's a hundred million dollars. Come do our thing. I mean, I don't know. hundred million dollars well, is a lot. You put the bonus show. It's a, it's a bonus, lot of money. It's a lot of money. You put extras. I don't know where my family's going to live in a couple months. Do it. <laughs> John, I could definitely swing that deal. We were talking about earlier. If I could get that, that would be easy. All right. Moving on. Lost Ark. It, uh, oh, yeah. sorry. Go ahead. I just was going to say our pre-show is behind a paywall, but I'm saying the bulk, the meat Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Those the are buyers. Buyers. Well, I'm in a paywall unless you want to come hang out. Yeah, the it's a buyer's live. market. Yeah. There's so much free. I, I don't mean it as then like it's so egregious that he puts it behind a paywall. It's just like someone who doesn't understand how things work. It's the buyer's market. So yeah, it's fine. You want to bring a lot of people to your yard. You have to give it out for free. Yeah, there's so I think many so too. I just think by the the very nature of podcasting, the way it was set up in the very beginning and the way it's always yeah. been is that it is a everybody can get a hold of it kind of medium. So every yeah. time there's an attempt to lock it down, it irritates me. Um, I, that's what I like about Patreons and I like about self-funding or uh, uh, crowdfunding is you're not, I mean, you could, there's plenty of shows that do 100% behind the paywall and that's the only way you get their shows. And they're small independent things. I think Tom Merritt, Garrett and uh, Jenny do their Star Wars show 100% behind a paywall. It's fine. I'm not oh, really? I'm not judging that. Just do what you got to do. My, my, my point is, we have tools to get our audience what they need and how they want it. And if you're paying attention to what they want, they don't want a lockdown system. They like bonuses. They like content they couldn't get otherwise. They like like extras. But if you're going to serve the meat, you got to give them the meat, man. Stick the meat right in their face. Wave it yeah. around. Wave the meat in their face. Yeah. Right? I just think it's important to get, to get in front of a lot of people. Like yeah, I agree. If you're, trying to, if you're trying to grow your show, then you're just it's only people who know what it's about prior to paying for it. 
and the discoverability is zero. And like discoverability is kind of everything in, in our market right now. Dwight Schrute in the chat says he would pay for that meat waving. Yeah. I think I know okay. what he means. All right. Uh, moving on. Lost uh, Ark. Two, Napoleon, uh, Napoleon meets? Only the meats. Uh, we have the meats. Lost Ark, second most concurrent players of all time on Steam. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> I didn't link the article. I just kind of wrote what was in my head. So I think it's that they broke a record for most concurrent players at once on Steam. Yes. That was the record. And it was second place. They didn't break the record. They f- they failed to break the record by one spot, but still it's noteworthy. Oh, it is. What was the other uh, on Steam? Over 1.3 million online at the time. What was the I second? Think it, I, don't, I don't remember what the first one was. Hang on. Let me find it. Oh, here it is. I found it. Um, okay. So Lost Ark, Zubba, Zubba, Zubba. Dota 2 was the one with the f- first place. So there you go. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Dota being a huge draw as well. Yeah. So um, anyway, so yeah. yeah, and then I think it was second highest was previously held by Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Oh, very yeah. nice. That's pretty good. So you know, an ARPG broke the record for a battle royale, which is you know, battle royales are huge. Uh, the hype for this game time. has been very high. It turns out free is a price that people are very willing to pay. Well, I also want to talk about that because there's plenty of games that launch that are free that aren't this you know that don't make those records. Mm. I think what we're looking at a little bit is the Amazon marketing influence. So one of the things you notice is this got the full Apex treatment. So Apex was a game where it's like this battle, what's this good Battlegrounds game out of nowhere? Like one day you had no idea what Apex was and all of a sudden every big name streamer was playing it. And I know I ended up playing it because I watched Shroud play it for two hours and I was like, this looks awesome. And I think this is an important conversation to have. I think we're t- going to talk about Lost Ark later, mm. but I think Lost Ark is a game a lot of people are going to play. They look at it and be like, I don't want to play it, or they're going to play it for 30 minutes or a few days and be out Bounce, because it, yeah. it's got marketed as an MMORPG. And in the wake of Final Fantasy 14, which it looks kind of like, you know, and not realize like this is like, this is, it's, this is supposed to be a niche game. Like mm. it's a niche audience game. It's mm. not a broad appeal game by any stretch. Mm. Um, so I think we're looking at like the a confluence of a few factors, but one of them being the Amazon went the route of grassroots marketing rather than have tons of ads everywhere on TV and stuff like that. It took there's a big event going on to have thirty or so streamers with huge audiences play the shit out of the game. Among them, Asmund Gold, who like had four hundred thousand concurrent viewers watching. Yeah, he also broke uh, Twitch records as well. As yeah, I understand. So, yeah, so he this did is real a, good. This, this isn't a reflection on like, I think people hear something like second most played game on Steam and be like this must be a not miss game it's so popular when really this is this is all marketing mm. and this game is not meant to be for mass mass audience like just playing it you realize this is ARPGs are a niche for people who play a long time Korean MMOs are a niche and also this game is grindy and uh, pay to win which is also a niche and it wouldn't shock me to see this game in a year's time be down to like, you know, barely view like a, a small cadre of people playing this game. Yeah, I, I don't think yeah. this game uh, and we'll talk more about it. I don't think this game is big in a couple months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's still around. I don't think it's going anywhere. I think yeah. the people that yeah. like it, like it and they like it for a good reason. And I think there is a good game there for them. But I do not think that the number reflected on how many people have enjoyed the game is a reflective number to the people that are going to stick with the game. Mm. I, I, what I want to say is a lot of this is engineered. 
by marketing. And when the marketing's gone, I think this looks different. But where are they actually marketing? You mean like Twitch streamers getting paid to do it streamers, or stuff? Like it's okay. the Apex job. Like all like Apex wasn't advertised anywhere. It's just every big name FPS player was playing Apex and it looked like fun. And like Lost Ark looks great. It's beautiful. It's yeah. flashy. Like there's there and it's a good like, there's good gameplay mechanics. There's meat behind the sizzle. Mm-hmm. And it was and it's Amazon that owns Twitch that also running this game. This is their game on their platform with a grassroots marketing push for the big streamers. So, you know, you got Asmongold, you got Co Carnage was another one. Like you got a lot of big name streamers with a lot of people viewing it. I'm sure the Twitch algorithms favoring streams of this nature, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, that this game, you know, that's why you saw so many people getting into this game and it's got a good reputation. So it traded off that it bartered off that as well in the marketplace. Yeah. Um, but people often interpret player numbers to mean like, oh shit, like Final Fantasy 14 must not miss. Like you'll hear John say every week, the game, the story gets really good. This is an amazing game. That's not Lost Ark. <laughs> like Lost Ark is like, holy shit, the story, man. It's an MMO. I'm like, it's barely an MMO. Things are gender locked. You shouldn't log into this game pretending to be an avatar of a character in a fantasy world. It's Diablo. You're playing a class. You, what you look like, it doesn't matter. It's a series of abilities. It's innovative in some ways, but what you're seeing in this number is just not a reflective of quality. And I think that's just what I want to say about, I think that's what's noteworthy that happened this week is that lost Ark got a lot of hype and it's overhyped mm. uh, basically. Yeah. Uh, because of the marketing push. Redago in the chat actually says a good point. The same exact thing happened with new world and they're hundred percent right. And people bounced off of it. I think a lot quicker because I think the game behind new world wasn't as good. Um, I yeah, they didn't have the six, game... six years of content the way the Lost Ark did. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I think the game wasn't nearly as good. And I think that, um, you know, I think that's why we saw such an abrupt drop off. I don't think we're going to see the same thing happen with Lost Ark because I do think the gameplay behind Lost Ark is genuinely better. But um, I, I think we're going to see the same pattern as we did with New World. Like, mm-hmm. And that's, you know, honestly, that's the way that things are with a lot of games. Like, whether it's even Amazon or not, a lot of games right now are flash in the pan. Like, wait till you see what happens next week with Elden Ring. It's going to explode, and we'll see how many people stick with it. Although, at least with that, that's not like a persistent game. You know, it has a beginning and an end, and you know, it's it's that's designed normal. to eventually yeah. stop at a point. But yeah. I, it's just the nature of video games right now, where everybody gets excited about something and it explodes and it becomes the big hotness. And then people move on. It's just in cases of persistent games like New World, like Final Fantasy, like Lost Ark, it is a case of how many people are going to stick with it and and keep coming back to it. I, I just think most of all people are, are not getting. I hear a lot, even in my chat room when I was streaming, I've been streaming the game nonstop that it's just boring. To, like, it's not what I expected. What is this game? I don't understand what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and like, I've been. I have a mild irritation about this because I'm like, not that I'm happy for it to make money and be hyped, but it's just like, I know why I wanted to play this game for years and why I'm excited for it to come here. And it isn't because of the hype machine. And so I guess, cause I get a lot of comments. I've seen a lot of comments. Like, I don't like this game. Like it's bad. Like even just, I think when you tweeted out our show notes today, Scott, everyone yeah. was, like a lot of the comments were like, eh, pass, eh, played it for 30 minutes. And I'm like, 
Yeah, nobody knows what this is. It's a hypey MMO. You play it and you're like, what is this shit? But if you know, if you've been, I think if you go back into the core archives, I think in 2019, I oh, brought yeah. this up for 2018. For sure. I've been watching YouTube content about the Korean thing. I know what this game is. So just in case, some people like to get recommendations from us. If I'm like, this is the best game ever and I love it, which I, I do. It's not because it's a broad appeal kind of game. It's because I know why I want to play it, and I've been excited to play it for years. So sure. Christmas for me. Sure, sure. No, but, I, I, but, I, and you were the one you, you used to talk about. Uh, what's the oh Black Desert? This a uh, Lost Ark I love always. Black Desert. Yeah, yeah, and that Lost Ark conversation always come up came up during the Black Desert thing. I think you knew way ahead what the this was going to be and what some of those trappings would be. And you were, you know, you had full knowledge of it. I think everyone else thought Diablo was coming back in a, in a new form. Yeah. And that, well, that's, I feel like, like, again, someone like Asmongold playing it a lot, it just, even if you're not watching the videos of him or anything, you just see his thumbnail. You're like, is this another Final Fantasy 14? Right? Like, he got me to play Final Fantasy 14, or this streamer got me, in, like, John got me into Final Fantasy 14, right? Like, mm-hmm. John's been playing online. So he recommended it. So I, I just think when someone like that, an influencer, if you will, you know, content creator, is like playing a game like this, you're thinking, oh, this must be another good thing. And then you play it and you're like, I don't enjoy this. And you're trying to figure out what went wrong. And it's like, it's because this game, this game has been over, uh, put on stilts by Amazon marketing. Now, before we get a load of emails saying, Scott, you were wrong about concurrent players. I've, I, we were wrong on the data. The number one holder of top spot is still PUBG at 3,257,248 players. Second is these guys. Third is Dota. So there you go. Oh, okay. Reverse. Okay. Still, same. Sorry. Makes sense. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, no. I, I just felt it was it was noteworthy because it was like, if you read gaming news sites, as we do, you know, it's mm-hmm. all it's like every second article was like, where to find this mountain lost ark? And yeah. What's going on with lost yeah, ark? I mean, everybody's got to make their, I, it's just like Wordle, just in a different yeah. form. Everybody's yeah. got to make their clicks, get their views. Yep. Uh, you know, here's. Yeah. This is the life yeah, this, we live. This, this is where we live. It's popular. Now. Let's, yep. let's the, all jump on it. It's the water cooler topic for the gaming space. And uh, yeah, that's a good way. Of all that to it, say yeah. is uh, you can probably pass on this game unless, unless you know what it is you want from it. Like, I'm, I'm definitely not going to say everyone has to play this game. I know it's not for everyone, 100%. Uh, wait till you get to why I skipped it this week. It'll, it'll It's nothing like what we've talked about yet, so I'm excited actually to tell you guys. All right, so we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, one last thing that I think is of note, uh, and I'm glad that Bo put these in the show notes or John or whoever put these in. Uh, Lucasfilm and uh, Bioware and EA released a, a full-blown trailer for the upcoming Legacy of the oh, Sith yeah, yeah. content. I guess it's not upcoming. It happened. Me. It's out, I think. I think it's out. That was me. I think, I think it's, it's actually out. out. Yeah. yeah. To me, the big news was just a trailer. And yeah. I tweeted out, wow, really good. this yeah. trailer was better than the sequels and like Disney Lucasfilm, like the Disney TV shows. Like this six minutes is the best Star Wars I've seen. It's really Wars. great. And they've got a long. It's they have really a, good. They have a history of excellent cinematic trailers over there for the Old Republic. Um, so yeah. you know, no shade to the older ones, but this one is in, in particular very nice. I will say, uh, it prompted me to patch it up. I haven't gone in yet, but I'm going to go see what these changes are because <laughs> yeah. they've got apparently some really rad changes in yeah, the game it's itself. Really cool stuff yeah, there. sounds really great. So I'm I'm gonna hop back I mean, in this week. Yeah, it's hard. Like I'm like oh, maybe I should give it a try. Like this. This trailer was really good. Like this was a Star Wars movie in six minutes. Mm-hmm. Like I got the emotional connection. I even had like the hairs raised on the back of my neck at one point, and I'm like, "What is this?" Even the computer animation's not the best computer animation I've seen. 
although it's really, really good, I would say. It definitely, they feel stilty uh, and a little not fluid in some shots, but um, overall, it looks gorgeous, and it just made me feel, and I'm like, who are these? Who's this Malga? Like, who are these guys? Yeah, it's Malgus. so awesome. Yeah. And, you know, it's, again, I think what we're doing with the sequels and the other movies is we're being cagey about Jedi because there aren't a lot of them, and the thing to like about Old Republic is the world is it's Jedi spam, Jedi and Sith spam. Like they're everywhere. It's like nothing. You sneeze and 10 Jedi fly out of your nose. <laughs> ten, 10 lightsabers <laughs> come flying out. And I like that version of star Wars where we're not stingy with the, with the, the saber fight. Like, you know, I, I agree. that's always been the draws. Watch people watch old men with glow, glow sticks. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? You're not wrong. You're not like, wrong. What I like. I totally agree. I love it. I listen. If it's like, you know, they always talk about how star Wars is like science fiction fantasy and more fantasy than science fiction and i agree part of fantasy is everyone's got swords so i'm yeah, this, like, they're swords let them have swords it's fine so not only it was emotional and like you get the star wars pull of the dark side where she's like wait a minute the force didn't choose me you chose me and the, so then the whole jedi thing is a lie and that's enough for the evil sith to put the doubt in and defeat the master Jedi. And I think that's quintessential like star wars shit and i'm like it's all in six minutes it is I was really impressed. Did you, <laughs> did like you also notice trailers I've seen in a that, while. that little rhino toy they got there is uh, that thing that fought uh, the Mandalorian in season one. Yeah, uh, it's a mudhorn. Mudhorn. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. I didn't yeah. even notice that. That's, That's pretty awesome. cool. Well, anyway, I'm going to fire it up and find out. Someone in the chat says, I yeah. heard that expansion's bad. I've heard the exact opposite. I've heard it's very good. And uh, I want to see what they did. So I'm going to go check it out. I have a boosted character there so I can see some of the later content uh, when I want to. Hmm. Uh, okay. Yeah, that was a, I'm like, I could see myself installing it. it I know it looks pretty that neat. It worked on you. Look at this marketing working on Bo. It's working, working. All right. <laughs> uh, that's going to do it for that. Hey, why don't we fly right over here to this uh, little special place we call the uh, Dear Martha Steam Review? We're going to do a review for the 2017 Prey game. There are a number of Prey games, but this is that year's one. Uh, I think, right? There's like three preys. <laughs> I don't know who owns the prey license now, but anyway, this is a review for prey in 2017. MC Hammer. MC, MC Hammer. Hammer. He did it. Yeah. Uh, We've got to pray. Just it's to Hammer Time. Today. Oh, I forgot about that song. That song sucks. It's really bad. <laughs> anyway. There's a good MC Hammer song. It's like, horrible. It's not too legit. That's for sure. That's also bad, but uh, you know what? None of it's good. Okay. What about Adam's family? Uh, Oh, I forgot he did a thing in the credits for that. Is there Adam's family rap? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, no. You know how oh, Will no. Smith used they to do, do what, what they, they want to do. Say what they want to say. Yeah. Live how they want to live. Yeah. Adam's family. See, Will Smith did these and they were good for his movies. I thought like anyway. Wild Wild West. Yeah, that's a fun rap. Yeah. It's pretty good. I don't know why MC Hammer's time was so limited, but man, what a bummer. <laughs> Maybe All right. Because he was too legit to quit. Maybe. He's still, he's too, for a while there, he was too poor to do anything because all of his fake friends took all his money. Yeah. That poor guy. He's got a whole story. Uh, the TMNT soundtrack, by the way, yeah, so the best. I, I own both one and two TMNTs that had Vanilla Ice and MC Hammer, for sure, TMNT rap. Wow. The best, the best rap go album. Ninja, go Ninja, go. Go Ninja, go. Go Ninja, go. Go Ninja, go. Oh, it's so bad. All right. Anyway, here's your, here's your dear Martha letter. Enjoy. My dearest Martha, I present to you now my review for Prey. Martha, recipe for Prey. Take three parts Bioshock. Add one pinch of Dishonored. 
stir in two scoopfuls of Deus Ex, original version, if possible. Mix in one or two dollops of Half-Life to taste. Splash in a drizzle of Portal. Toss in some 1960s architecture for garnish. Allow to simmer in the cold, hard vacuum of deep space to develop flavor. Leave to develop psychic abilities. Consume at your leisure. (laughs) Note, side effects may include moderate paranoia and compulsion to destroy any teacup you see just in case it's a mimic. Would recommend. (laughs) Yours in this life and the next, Tardigrade. Tardigrade. Oh, those are those fat-looking little bear bugs that you can only see under a microscope. Yeah, little yeah. water bears. Yeah, those are great. Yeah, and they might travel in asteroids. I hope they but don't. Then they're icons and owl for some reason. Oh, that's true. I always worry they're going to be in my soup or something. You know, like I'm going to get well, a I big. Guess they you know, probably they're, are. They might be. They're microscopic. Soup. Maybe they're into it. They're well, probably no, if everywhere. the soup's boiled, I think they die. I think they still. Can they live in extreme heat? I don't know. Can they? Who knows? Am what I they kill- do? Maybe I'm killing a bunch of these cute little bears. I don't know. I mean, I know you can teleport across the universe using them because I think that happens in Star Trek Discovery. Something like that. Oh, right. They did a. Th- it's all based. They, they accidentally, they accidentally uh, grow one into a life size giant bear. Right. Like, oh, shit. What a whoops. <laughs> but, I mean, they're more. They they're, they go so far as to make them more alien, but I don't think they're actual tardigrades. But they're like uh, some weird mushroom based flora fauna oh the drive is a is a mushroom it's a mycelium that's what it was yeah Yeah. that was kind of a weird idea it's a mushroom thing but the tardigrade there's a plot with it there's an episode with tardigrade shenanigans yeah like oh shit we made it too big yeah they have one they had to fight off in the cargo bay or something right yeah yeah and it was like impervious to phaser fire and stuff i gotta catch up on discovery i like that tardigrades are both disgusting but kind of great yeah i need to pick up that show again i watched the first season fully intended to watch season two and on and i haven't I just need to. Oh, no, I did watch season two because it had a cowboy guy in there um, uh, from Hell on Wheels. What's his name? I can't think of his name. He was Pike. Uh, I can't think of his name. That guy. Someone in the Hell on Wheels. Someone. Oh, Bo, that's a really good show. You should watch Hell on Wheels. I know O'Brien's in it. Uh, yeah, he is. He's great in it. Speaking of Star Trek, there's your two Star Trek connections in uh, in that movie. But who's, who's the who you're thinking of? I'm thinking yeah. of, oh, Anson Mount. That's his name. Handsome, very handsome dude. Uh, who played Pike, Commander Pike, in the second season? Of, oh, Pike! Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Pike is amazing. Yeah, he's discovery. great. Holy shit! Yeah, like he's great. talk about like uh, you know a good looking you know late forties or mid fifties looking man mm-hmm. like yeah. fit, and his character is always positive and go getter. Like mm-hmm. I just like holy, and like even to the end of his through line, he's just doing the right thing. Yeah, my wife like, has like, a, out of any of the captains, yeah. I'm like this guy is just like the most Starfleet. He's the best. Ass Roddenberry character. I agree. Um, he's the best. Oh my god. Him yeah. and him I and Picard uh, share a similar vein in terms of like their goodness, and I really like yeah. that about him. But my wife has a massive crush on him, so every time we watch it, yeah. It's but like, Picard's a, so Picard's not as handsome as this guy. First, no, time, objectively no. speaking, on yeah. a scale, and also Picard hates kids. Yeah, Picard like, hates kids. Like show Picard as being a smart pa- pants, and then he's just like terrible with kids. Yeah, like you're kind of a shitty person, Picard. Like, like yeah. actually, he's really. I don't know why they always portrayed him that way. I think he could have been kind-hearted toward children. I don't know why he isn't. Well, here he is, right here. This proves it. Shut up, Wesley. He's even telling Wesley yeah. to shut up. You know, I think he liked kids until he met Wesley. Everybody yeah. has to have you know their foil. Picard can't be perfect. That's he's true. Got to have something. You know, 
Look, kids are annoying. I live in a house full of them. Let me tell you. <laughs> you can do without them sometimes. How about this one, John? I look forward to your report, Mr. Broccoli. Mr. Broccoli. Yeah. Mr. Broccoli. Yeah, that's a good one. All right. I... Uh, can I just say that I went the first Comic Con I ever went to or, yeah. or Star Trek convention I ever went to, um, he was there. Yeah. And I don't remember much about what he spoke about, what uh, Sir Patrick Stewart talked about, except that I know he talked a lot about how much he loved the red hot chili peppers. <laughs> what? Why? Why did he like them? Just because you don't... get bored of talking to people at conventions and he eventually becomes like a podcast, basically. <laughs> yeah. like, you're like, have you guys heard the new Red Hot Chili Peppers album? It's fire. That it's like funny. us talking about him talking about the Red Hot Chili Peppers. If you talk enough, eventually you're going to talk about something else. Yeah, you'll have a conversation. He, I wonder if he liked them in their uh, sock on wiener period. Do you remember that? Their early days where they all wore socks yeah. on their penises? This was definitely that era. Yeah. yeah. Wait, this they wore that socks era. on their penis? Oh, yeah. Do you not remember that? That was nuts. Yeah. Here. No, I didn't hear this. Red on, uh, on set, you mean to make their suits more flat? No, like part on, of their their music videos, they just yeah, they and they were out there no, naked with about, socks on the. No, no so I thought you were talking about Star Trek cat, like the Star Trek. Oh yeah, that's right. what they do on the set of the Enterprise during takes. Then they put on the uniforms. Well, they wear pretty snug uniforms, so I thought maybe so you didn't see like a schlong like running down a leg. <laughs> like if Levar Burton had a big schlong and you you kind of caught it the wrong way, you'd see like a penis outline in, in the pants. Well, let me make so your they, life. But you hard. put like a, you put like a cup or a, I thought sock was what they put on to make it more generic and bulbous. Check your Discord. I'll like just I want to I want to ruin your night discord check that out yeah now we got that yeah oh wait yeah okay well this i mean whatever you know i've seen lots of dongs it's, it's well it's you know anthony kiedis is fine it's flea worry about flea is gnarly with the with the thing you know it's got a sock on it it's you know it is yeah. what it is i yeah. went to a guy's birthday party once and uh, it was like a, it was like one of the first like late night drinking kids parties that i had ever you know been to kids like you know high school age right mm-hmm. and it was pretty tame I and mean, people were drinking and stuff like that it was it was basically what you imagine but at some point the decision was made like hey we're gonna go to another party and they said this john place is dead. They, they said john will you drive us to this other party? Cause I didn't drink a lot. And so I was a good like designated driver to places. So they're like, John drive us to this other party. And I was like, okay. So I drive over to this other party, which was the stereotypical, like crazy over the top party. Like there are people just hanging out outside. It's loud. The ground shaking as you get close to it. Like it's a crazy scene. And as we're about to go in, one of my friends looks at me and he goes, okay, just so you know, the band that's playing here, he's going to be playing wearing just a sock over his penis. Nice. But don't look at it. Yeah, don't look. And I said, why? And he <laughs> says, because if you look at it, he's going to beat the shit out of you. <laughs> and I was like, what am I walking into? <laughs> like, what is this? I'd never been to a party like that before. That's and amazing. I went in. Sure enough. There's the guy singing and playing music, and he was just wearing a sock over his junk. And before I was out of there, he had hauled off and punched someone square in the face. For looking and at then it. I was like, this is a little intense for me. I'm going to go. Who's coming back to the other party with me? And we got out of there just as the cops were showing up. And uh, we had to do a, a little quiet <laughs> opposite, flip out. There's a, there's a guy performing with a sock on his dog that punches people. <laughs> but, yeah, don't look at it, though, officer. He yeah, will punch you. He'll punch you. <laughs> that, that, that clause is a weird clause. Uh, oh, my God. 
That's what, really funny. What was he called? Like, was there a name for his act, or was he? Just I don't a guy? know. That's Penis just what puncher. I was told as I was going into the party. Was like, well, John's new. He's never seen this guy. We got to give him the warning. Like, so this is his a- first performance. Like, he's known. <laughs> no, yes, is, he's known. He's the sock. He's this uh, sock punching. Yeah, sock pe- a penis puncher. That's yeah, what he he's, he's a penis puncher. Yeah, yeah. Penis I, I, don't, I don't think this advice helped me because I wouldn't have been looking to begin with. But by telling me not to look or I was going to get punched in the face, I'm sure I was listening to his music like this. Like with a real like awkward, like staring straight up, like just not not the right what? look on my That's face. an awful like, what an awful thing. I mean, it's almost cult leaderish, like to make a demand. Like I'm going to demand where you look where I, when I perform. That's insane. Mm. That's insane. I, that's, I need that's to crazy. I need to clip what just happened. John's face really made me laugh. That was awesome. By the way, the concerning thing about this red hot chili pepper is not his sock or his penis. It's it's his <laughs> clavicle. Like he he looks like he, he looks like a human action figure. Like no, his he's legs ripped. are plugged into the socket of his torso. Like, <laughs> yeah, what's up it, does. it does. I think like, that's what's concerning and I'm, mildly like. My know. guess is Ketis was so interested in fitness at that point that he just overdid leg day or something. I don't know what he did there. Look at that. I don't know. You're he, right. He installed his legs that were too small for his body because his <laughs> regular legs are in for maintenance or something. Yeah. Chat room. I'm going to show you this, but I'm going to hide the the not the naughty bits so I don't get in trouble here. Okay, there we go. Check this out. We're flirting with disaster here. I don't know what this is. So there he is. I just block it. You can see where it is. So what Bo's saying is this cut right here on the on those hips. That's just it's a lot. That's a real hard cut. Yeah, yeah. He looks like an action. He's you know built like an action figure. Good. Look, you did find a way to properly cut it. I thought you were going to get no life finds a way. Too much of the shrubbery. This is too much. It's like nipple here. Like we're already over the line. (laughs) You're not wrong. All right, let's talk about games we played because that's important. I will not spend too much time talking about these things because I'm sure they're going to bore somebody, but I'll tell you what I did this week instead of playing Lost Ark. And I knew you guys... Talk about what you want to talk about. Look, I know... Let them be bored. I know why you guys... I knew when you were playing because I'd see you in my Steam library playing, and I kept thinking, I should probably be playing that. But instead, all of my Dopium requests... Dopium? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i thought you meant it it was so good i thought Captain, i was like yeah i need more di- dopium crystals <laughs> i meant dope i meant dopamine requests from my yeah, brain I but i like dopium better i think we should stick with dopium oh, i'm so stupid anyway uh was just begging for something else and so i needed to scratch certain niches and i found them with the following things i played an entire playoff run. <laughs> Maybe it's because wow. of the Super Bowl and I got kind of into, I was kind of in a sports mood. I don't know, but I played Mutant Football League, not to be confused with Mutant League Football from the 90s, which was an old electronic <laughs> arts okay. uh, 16-bit. You clarified that one. <laughs> it was these old Genesis games and they were, they were mutant. Uh, they were basically like ridiculous arcade football and hockey games. Uh, there was hockey and football games, separate games. And in those games, you'd play a variety of like skeletons and big demon type characters and big ogres and stuff on each of the teams. And you play football, but there'd be things like big pit in the middle of the 50 yard line. You could fall in there if you're not careful or mines that would explode and blow your dudes up. You could also kill each other if you hit them hard enough. And then you'd have to bring in substitutions. Anyway, it was just this over the top, ridiculous football game. And I always loved it because it had crazy names for the teams and they were kind of just barely reminiscent of actual teams in the NFL um, but there were funny riffs on those and and always about death and, you know, <laughs> demon stuff. It's super metal, these games. I loved them. Anyway, that was back in the day. And uh, in the last couple of years, there was a game release called Mutant Football League 
by a team who wanted to make another one of those because it was obvious EA or nobody else was going to, so we're going to make one. So it's really like a, one of those spiritual successor kind of games. And um, it's very good. It's just a ridiculous over-the-top football game. And if that sounds like fun, it's on sale right now. I don't know about all the stores, but Xbox uh, had it for 7 bucks. No brainer. I just grabbed it. It's not on Game Pass. I'm watching some video of it. One of the one of the team's name is Carolina Panzers. Yeah, it's Carolina <laughs> Panzers. Carolina, it's Carolina. Yeah, and yeah. then they're Panzers instead of Panthers. Or they, yeah. there's another one that's uh, the Green Bay. Oh, I forgot the Green Bay team. I love it though. It's like the uh, I can't remember the team. Hackers. Is it the Hackers? It might be I the Hackers. I'm words that are sound like Packers, but would be a, a zombie themed. But it. Green Bay, they also changed that up. A bunch of all of them are like this, and it's the graphics are really nice, big, beautiful 3D engine, 60 frame per second kind of affair. Uh, great weather effects and explosions and blood and guts and all this. And uh, they, yeah, and they're worse. That's true. There's some people on the team that were from the original games way back in the day, um, and they've got a new one coming out this year. So two is on its way. I'm excited to see what they change it up with. But I'd love a hockey game. I don't know that they're working on that. Um, hopefully they are, but anyway, I really needed that. I needed some over the top arcade football and I had a blast. So I played that a ton. And I like games like this is the Mario soccer game. I like games that I don't play them, but I appreciate. Yeah. Arcade-y. You know, people that take sports and be like, this is a video game. Like give them uh give them lasers. Yeah. Make yeah. it fun. Like don't, you don't have to, yeah. everything doesn't have to be a sim. You know, That's the best, right. the best EA sports games are the ones that are like NHL 94, which is a classic and amazing. Yeah. But part of the reason it's amazing is it plays really well for no matter who you are, what your skill level is. These days, those games are mostly designed. They have some modes and things to help soften things up for new players, but they're mostly designed for, you know, semi kind of manage a team and a season and all that stuff. And sometimes you just want to body check a guy and have him not come back from the morgue or have him go to the morgue instead of the hospital. Like you just want to go nuts. NBA Jam, good example. NFL Blitz, like I loved those games. And uh, NHL Hits 2003 is one of the greatest hockey games ever made. And it was just ridiculous over the top body check in and, you know, crazy abilities. If you earned enough, whatever the XP was, you could catch the puck on fire and do all kinds of damage. It was amazing. So I love that kind of stuff. Uh, and you guys should totally play Mutant Football League. It's great. It's only seven bucks. It's on Steam. It's on Switch. It's on uh, Xbox, PlayStation, all of it. That's very good. Uh, all right. I also started for who knows what reasons. Actually, I actually have a reason. Oh, I don't have it here, but I can show you the box. So I made an investment in my my retro, my my new retro love of uh, retro video games. And I purchased, okay. if I can pull this out. Ooh, show and tell time. I see a, a box yeah. opening. So these are, these are kind of famous in the retro community in, in terms of the name, but it's this Chinese, whoops, let me change that. This Chinese manufacturer who makes uh, stuff, the name of the company is Ambernick. And they basically Ambernick. make handheld uh, devices that are capable of running, emulating anything really all the way up to like Dreamcast and, uh, oh, wow. what else? I can't remember what, um, mostly it, do you have to install the software yourself or does it come preloaded with, so it comes emulation? preloaded with everything you need to run all the stuff. Uh, and you get the stuff board kind of thing. Like they're, they're some of it to, is like most, license. like everything I have on mine is stuff I own in some other format. Like I have, an old cartridge version or I bought yeah. it before and don't have it anymore. Like it's a little skirty. If you wanted, you'd go nuts and fill this with thousands of things you've never, but it's owned. like, it's, it's retail re- available on retail. It's not like, it's like to, selling uh, lock you picks. To- you can sell it because who knows what you're going to do with lock picks. There you go. 
That's a good way yeah, of putting okay. it. Okay. Yeah, I see. Okay. So this is running like, you know, stuff. It's running Linux. Uh, actually, it has Android and Linux installed on it, so you can kind of flip back and forth if you needed to. I don't know why you'd need to necessarily, but the Linux side... I could play Wild Rift on it. <laughs> you could totally... You could. And it has a controller, although I don't know if Wild Rift has controller support, but... Um, no, I guess what I would say is for mobile stuff, sometimes you get apps that you program a little bit. So mm-hmm. to say this region is the A button, this region is B button. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. which is really cool. Um, and I... Does that have a touchscreen on it? Or it no? does, yeah. It has a touchscreen oh, as wow. well. It even does yeah. like input yeah. for DS games if you have a, have a style wow. that work with it. Okay, so it's a nice little piece of hardware. Oh, it's a really cool, yeah. yeah. And they've been known for these for a while, and this is just kind of their latest one. Me and Dunaway were both like, let's do this and review it on the show. Um, So we'll have a lot more to say about it soon. But as a result, I have a bunch of Genesis and SNES games that I've bought over the years that I don't have a way to play these days. So I decided to fire a bunch of those up. And so I played fresh runs, or started fresh runs, of Super Metroid. That game's amazing. It is still amazing. It's so good. Um, I also fired, I didn't play a ton of, but I've played a little bit of Fusion uh, from the GBA days, and I played some oh, of Fusion, Zero so Zero Mission. I think Zero Mission and Fusion are really good, um, mm-hmm. at least so far. Is one of those really... a remake of the first one? Yeah, or Zero was... Mission's a remake of the first with a bonus chapter thrown in. I thought it was a remake uh, of the Game Boy game, no? Mm-mm. Oh, Okay, I, I think there's one of those too. I don't zero, know. Zero Mission is a remake of the very first Metroid, but with a uh, epilogue added to the end of it. Oh, okay. Okay, that makes sense. Hmm. By the way, the uh, chat's asking how much is this thing. It comes with two SD micro micro SDs. So you, you've got your game one you can cover your ROMs onto. you got the operating system one that's the other one. That comes with it. And so you really don't need anything. It charges USB-C, has a really long-lasting battery. All that stuff. Yeah, RG552 is the model. So you can find it on Amazon or wherever. I think they're like $250. Uh, and I got mine next day somehow because Amazon had it wow. in like the Utah warehouse. So that was nice. Anyway, <clears throat> uh, it'll play anything, cool. especially retro stuff. Cool. And uh, I really it's like cool it. It's cool to have an emulation machine that's handheld. So all these oh, yeah. games you can play handheld. I wish I brought it down here. The screen is really nice, like really bright and vibrant and... and um, I'm I'm surprised. I mean, I I read reviews before, and that's why I was interested, of course. But I'm a little surprised just how sturdy and nice it is. It's mm. it's quite good. Oh, Samus Returns is the remake of the second one. Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, I don't remember. Well, anyway, uh, so I played Super Metroid a bit, and really loving that. I think I'm doing a full run of that. I'm really enjoying it. Um, and it's Link a classic. to classic. The- it's, it's- yeah. I started Zelda or Legend of Zelda Link to the Past again because that's a game on the SNES that I played but never finished. I probably should finish it. It's supposed that's to be the Super uh, NES one, right? Yeah. It's supposed yeah, to be the greatest. Really, yeah. Although the version I'm playing cuz I think cuz it looks better, they upgraded it a little is the uh, GBA version. Oh it, it, nice. Yeah. Nice. yeah. That's that's it's fine. An, that's it's a fine. nice update. It's, just, it's yeah. a classic. Like it's a classic ass game. Yeah. And now and you know, if I was if this is PlayStation, they'd charge me ten bucks more to play on the newer machine. I mean, that was yes. back in the time where like Z- that Zelda game, that was it. Mm-hmm. You didn't have ten different Zelda games, like that was the experience. And it, it sort of stood a lot of those classic games stand out because there weren't many yeah. of its ilk, you know? Yeah. Now this is the point at which I could say, okay, I did that in bed with these two games. I played mutant league, uh, mutant football league on the couch when I had a moment, you'd think, all right, Scott, when you heading back to your PC to fire up lost Ark, you know, you might ask that. Well, then I opened advanced Wars one and two, 
because I heard about the remakes coming from Nintendo and I thought, oh, I miss those games. I love those turn-based freaking strategy games. They were amazing. Advance Wars 1 and 2. John loved the girl with the mid-drift shirt on. Let's go That's see right. what's going on with those yeah. people. So I fired those games up and by gum, Advance Wars 1 and 2 are still amazing games. And then I read an article where the XCOM for Axis people said there is no modern XCOM rebirth without Advance Wars. All of oh. us were inspired by it, played the hell out of it, respect it, love it. It is the springboard to which we said, you know what? These kind of games can work for common people <laughs> and not just crazy like PC nerds in the early 90s. Yeah, like, like you can actually game, do it. War gamer types. Yeah. And that was all I needed to hear to go, you know what? I'm going to go throw some time into this. So I've been playing those on this device, hmm. playing great, no issues. And then I remembered, wait a minute, don't I have, speaking of spiritual uh, sequels or, or, you know, spiritual rebirths, don't I have a game called Wargroove on Steam that I just haven't played yet? Hmm. And everybody back in 2019 was raving about Wargroove. They're like, oh man, these guys made advanced wars, but put it in a fantasy setting and it's amazing and you got to play it. Plus you can make your own maps, you can share them and do multiplayer online, all this stuff, but it's still pixels and... They're all huge fans. It's obvious they wear it on their sleeve, but it's an amazing, it's an amazing follow-up to those games that never got proper sequels later on. And I thought, well, if I have that code, why haven't I played it? So I fired that up and played that like a lot of that. That game's rad. Wargroove is rad. Like really cool. And they just launched some free DLC for it, which I haven't gotten to yet. But well, um, so I'm watching it. It really does look like the, you know advance the, the advanced wars template right like. yeah even yeah. when you do the fighting like you move your dude you do the attack they split the screen you got the one guys on you know your cavalry over here and you're attacked over here and they go do their thing and then they fight back and some of the same rules apply like uh, mountain terrain gives you an advantage uh trees give you an advantage to armor or something there's harder to kill in there um, you can capture, in this case, it's villages and not buildings or HQs, but you capture, capture villages that get, brings you more money that you can then hire more dudes to fight. And there's magic in it and stuff. So they've gone full fantasy, but it's, it's you know, whereas, whereas Advanced Wars was all like, you know, modern, it was with tanks and little <laughs> army dudes and all that. But it's got the same lighthearted approach to it. It doesn't take itself too seriously. It's got kind of a ridiculous story on top, which I'm enjoying. Um it's really good. Wargroove is rad, and it's on everything. You can play that game on all devices. I have it on PC, but you could play it just as easily on a Switch or something. Are the campaigns just like a series of missions to get to the end kind of thing? No, this that? thing is a full-blown, in Wargroove anyway, Advance Wars is this way too, I guess, but this maybe even more so. This has a big story with like actual cutscenes, but they're pixel. They don't, you know, it's not video or, you know, rendered stuff. It's still pixels. But they do a really great job of like this interstitial stuff. And it's one big storied campaign with a series of missions that sort of make up the campaign. And while I think some people may see these, even the old advanced war games and so, and say, well, this just looks like, you know, kid strategy. I disagree a hundred percent. Like there's, there's real, you got to think about what you're doing and when you're doing it and why you want to go around and flank that thing, because this guy's got extra power. He's got range you don't have, or, like there's just a lot of that rock, paper, scissors stuff going on that works really, really well even today. And so, so I guess what I'm here to say is Advance Wars 1 and 2, still amazing. That remake they're making or the, the reboot camp or whatever they're calling it is going to be great, I'm sure. 60 bucks is a lot to ask for those two games, but whatever. Um, that's April, I guess, that comes out. In the meantime, 19 bucks will get you this war groove, and you'd swear this was just like another in the series of Advance War games. It's that good. 
And I don't mean it in a, like a ripoff or lesser watered down way. Like it's legit good. It stands on its own as a quality. Yes. Game. Yes. That is exactly what I was trying to say. and couldn't for some reason. I don't know why I couldn't just say those words, but that is exactly right. Uh, anyway, Wargroove. Really good. John and Bo, you both played a lot of Lost Ark. Who wants to tell yeah. me what about that game? I mean, we've um, said some things. I, I feel like getting the complaints out before the gushing. All right. <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna go first because Bo is gonna love it, and I'm gonna be right. I'm gonna be saying why I'm probably done uh, with Lost Ark. Not yeah. done. I'm gonna keep playing it for a little while, um, but I'm definitely bouncing off of it a little bit. Um, this game is uh, is really good. Like it, Lost Ark is a genuinely fun video game. Um, I know there's one thing that Bo and I feel very differently about. Um, I don't want to put too many words in his mouth, but I, I feel confident in saying that. Put we, all your we, words we, in my mouth. We, okay. <laughs> we disagree on this. <laughs> put, this. Your, put your big wordle words in my mouth. Yeah. I <laughs> think that, that Lost Ark is a, it, it's one part MMO and it's one part ARPG. I think it literally is 50-50. And I think that the ARPG elements of it are really, really good. And when it's being one of those, it's at its absolute best. Um, I love the way the combat looks, plays, all of that. But there's this whole MMO aspect to it. And I think every bit of the game that is an MMO, with the exception of being in a world with other players, is bad. And, and mm. executed badly. Mm. I think the story is garbage. I think, you know, you're logging in and you're getting daily bonuses for logging in. You don't know what half the shit is because they've put all their eggs in this end game basket for this game. Mm. And to people that are going to be in and going to be into the end and be interested in that end game grind and staying relevant and keep going, that's cool. I've already made up my mind about Lost Ark and I'm kind of thinking I get through the story and then I'm done with this game. Mm. And so I don't care about your end game progression. Mm. I have no interest in it whatsoever. And so when the game is servicing being a fun in the moment action game, I'm having a wonderful time. My abilities are cool and bombastic and I feel powerful and uh, I really like my character. Um, his name is Boswick. He's a heartthrob musician. Uh, literally it's his title heartthrob musician Boswick. Wow. And he carries a big gun yeah. and, uh, he's awesome. He's really great. It's like Anthony um, Kiedis in here, but you get, so I think the prologue isn't good. I said that last week. Then there is a, a big run of the game that I think is really solid, especially dungeons dungeons in this game is where this game shines. Like every time I go to a dungeon in this game, I am so excited because the dungeons are beautiful. The boss encounters are big and insane. I did this fight against like this giant Ifrit looking monster that was crawling up a tower that I had to fight at different levels as I get to the top of it. And then like had to run around a ring and pour water on it. Like all this stuff is really, really good. And then once I get done with all of that, we, we crown this King and they drop me in a city hub and the next like hour and a half is spent learning about systems that I have zero interest in or zero desire to learn that just confuse and muddle the experience that I'm in and just made me go, ugh. <laughs> maybe I'll go play a different character. Like I've never gone from like 
you know what? This game's really cool to like, oh God, I don't want to play this game anymore faster than I did on the transition from the war to crown the king mm. to let me show you around town and let me tell you about what is essentially like gem slotting your gear and stuff from World of Warcraft and how that works in here. And it just turned into such bullshit. And I just didn't I didn't care at all. And thankfully I got through it and then out the other side, it's back to questing, it's back to doing dungeons and stuff. And I was like, okay, this stuff I like. But it has already sent its message loud and clear to me that I am not. I don't care. I don't want to care. And I have zero interest in these end game activities. Mm. And every time they crop up, I, I lose interest. And the other problem with it, and this again leans into why I think this game is more MMO than, than like what Bo will sell you is like, I think one of the most important parts of an ARPG is like kind of that loot grind and the loot grind in this game is almost non-existent. Hmm. Like the part, the fun part of doing a dungeon is like, oh, I'll get gear upgrades finally, because you don't kill something and get good drops. Like it very rarely happens. It happens sometimes, but not often. Instead, it's like, oh, I went through a dungeon, I did a dungeon, and now I got gear upgrades because I did, I did it on hard mode, so I got more gear. And uh, that's cool. I got I got gear finally, but it's not interesting gear. It's not like Diablo. It's just like it's a stat boost, you know, and I think that stuff does exist in the game, but I think it existed in game. And for right now, it's just your generic like turn in the quest, get something right click to equip it, tell them to break down anything else I got, sell it to the shop like the bits where I'm not fighting stuff and blowing things up in this game are just not fun. And the story isn't very interesting. It's, it's not awful. It's not out of its way bad, but it's just, you find yourself not caring very quickly. And, uh, all the characters are Anduin Rin. Like every <laughs> single one of them is just like, and what's worse is you travel with two that are basically the exact same personality. Yeah. So you travel with this uh, cleric and this wannabe king, and each one of them sound like they're about to cry every time they deliver their lines. So they're just like, you're just listening to conversations that are like, oh, hi, I was hoping you would attend my coronation ceremony. Can you do that? <laughs> and then the other guy's like, I don't know. I don't think I can be there for you in the way you need me to be. And he's like, oh, you can't? No. You see, I'm... Uh, and then a demon attacks. And then like, uh, it's like, okay, good, this game's good again. Okay, it's fun. It's fun. I'm going to have a great time. And then that ends and he's like, oh, I see. You're a demon. That's why you didn't want to attend my coronation ceremony. And he's like, yeah, because I'm a demon. And they're like, well, I want you to come anyway. And you're like, uh, oh, just get me back to I where I know. can fight some stuff. Yeah, you have you kind of have to get to the end of Lutera. I mean, you don't have to because it sounds like you're going to bounce off. But um, Armin goes full dark side, predictably. Mm. At some point, <laughs> I mean, that's good. At that, least there's the, there's the clown demon Cackle Sadon. Yeah, I'm dealing um, with him right now. I, who, I ran around as a clown for a while. So the conclusion of that will bring in some weird other pile of people that will cause Armin to go full heal, um, which is good. Uh, and I'm going to, I don't know if you want to spoil it, but you get to play as, uh, Armin, um, for a part of it. 
But what I really wanted to say is just on on the tip of that, I'm now beyond Lutera. I've done the Lutera stuff, and I'm onto their continents. And I got to say, um, the first the, the first continent they take you to, it's kind of meh. You, you're, you're the little people land, the Makokos, and you shrink into a little size of an ant. And then while pirates argue, you're fighting parrots and giant things, which is actually cool and inventive level. But what really started to, what, what really starts to get good is that the next zone is Jade Empire. It's all just Asian inspired, and you're fighting in a tournament, and you're trying to figure out who the cheater is. So you go on these side quests between matches, and and it's got it's so just it's like Lutera doesn't even exist. Like that whole part is just completely. It's like you're playing some other game, and the Jade Empire part pretty good and i'm like you know i'd play a diablo game that was just jade empire action rpg like mm. especially because i'm playing a martial artist i'm just like what if this was the whole game so it's actually getting better even though like it doesn't make any sense it's just the game's just like throwing whatever's cool into it without any sense of um connection or cohesion in the narrative but, yeah because then i and, saw you and, on steampunk trains and yeah and so i'm playing right fi- i'm in final fantasy 7 now so the next continent's Final Fantasy VII, where it's a desert wasteland, and then it's a it's a techno city with 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 reporters and uh, handlers. It's like a little bit cyberpunk, a little bit, um, but it's at least getting more interesting. Although there's less, the bombastic cinematics have not been that bombastic. I think maybe it's just a lull, but I like the environments better, anyways. But anyways, because mm-hmm. Lutera is like. Um, it is like very whiny and, and you know, f- I think the problem with it is it's if that was the entire game, then it's all just pretty forests and farm fields. Mm-hmm. Like there's no going to like volcano land or freaking, you know, molten core or uh, Mount Hyjal or, or whatever. Like there's no interesting things. It's all just like, here's another forest. And here's like a, a, the bad guys are farmer rebels with pumpkins on their head. <laughs> It's like we're <laughs> yep. the cool things, like, ah! <laughs> and it's it's a we're lot of that. We put these pumpkins on our head. Take us seriously. We're yeah. we're cultists. But <laughs> like now I feel like this is like maybe expansion content or new stuff where I'm at in the campaign. Like this must have come later because it's so disjointed, disconnected, and overall cooler. There's zombies and ghosts now, and uh, crazy like ugly monsters and things. So it's. But it's a lot to ask. It's like it's like it's like it's a lot to ask to say. Just play the first, play a Realm Reborn, and then the game gets good. You know, the story gets good. It's like it's on that level. Maybe I don't recommend it yet, but it's definitely like a. Oh yes, the first sixty hours of the game are kind of shit compared to you know what I'm starting to encounter. And I mean, the thing is, is the gameplay in between is still so good. That's what's been driving me. I mean, so I, I streamed it yesterday because that's what people wanted to see. Because I put up a poll and like an idiot, I put the game I didn't want to play on the poll and it won. <laughs> and uh, but I had a good time with the time I played. And then when it got to be nighttime and I had free reign over what I chose to play, I was like, yeah, but I stopped right at a dungeon and the dungeons are so good. I need to get in and do the dungeon. I oh. logged in and played more of it because like the gameplay in those dungeons are so good and it has made me really really hopeful for you know maybe it isn't going to be Diablo 4 maybe it's going to be somebody else that makes an ARPG that takes the right lessons from this game but it could be Diablo 4 i hope they're paying attention to this Eight game 8 buttons is awesome like it is and i didn't Diablo think it was going to be is, i is i thought i was going to hate it but i love it it took yeah. forever to get used to the controls and how many abilities they gave me and then i was like 
you know what? This is perfect. This is awesome. I love the way my class plays and the the way they build up every single class in the game. Like every class looks cool. Even the dipshit bard where I was like, yeah, go play your stupid harp at the enemies. Like you're cool. I watched you play as a bard for a little bit and I was like, Gosh dang it. I kind of think yeah, this looks it's kind of bad. Like, I, I have an alt. I've already started an alt before even finishing my first one. And the bard is amazing. And uh, it's yeah. frustrating because like you're like, man, because when Diablo 3 came out, and I I have a lot of love for Diablo 3, but they revealed all their classes, and I was like, okay, I want to play the demon hunter. And maybe that's maybe that's it. Maybe that's the only class I want to play. Like, maybe that's the only one I really care about. I didn't think anything about the other ones. I didn't think they looked super cool. I didn't think they looked like must-play classes. And then the Crusader came out. I was like, oh, I want to play that too. And, like, that was kind of it. This game has made me so excited about things that I normally wouldn't even play. And and made me go, every class looks like the coolest class in the world. And I that's what every ARP, ARPG game needs to learn, is like... Yeah. Hey, make every class look cool. I watched a video of the stuff that hasn't been released, and I like you told me about this, Bo, that one of the classes is just a painter. And I was like, well, that yeah. sounds dumb as shit. And then I saw it and I was like, nope, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. I take yeah. it all back. Like yeah. it they get that part so right. The problem is it's just the free-to-play stuff. It, it I find not it's not mandatory, because that's the thing everybody asks. Like, how mandatory is that? at least for the part I've played up till and up until like what I assume is end game. It's not mandatory at all, but like I just, it assaults you. It's it's there constantly. I'm getting stuff that I'm just like, I don't care about this. I'm seeing stuff. It's like, Hey, you logged in. You want some friggin You want a, jelly you want a trading card? You, it's you want like, a card? <laughs> what do I use these jelly beans for? They're like, well, use them. I, I don't know what these are for. You're just giving me bullshit every time I log into this game. Mm. Like, it's messy. It's ugly. I hate it. I, and I'm, I just want somebody to take the good bits out of this game and make a genuinely good, <laughs> good game out of it without all that fluff. For the people that are in on it and like it, I think there's an awesome game there for you. But like, I think it's become clear that I'm, all in on about 50% of this game and the other 50% I absolutely actively despise. And that's where my, my issues with the game are is I love half of it and I hate half of it. Yeah. yeah. My, my, my TLDR review on this game. So I sort of, I understand why you say it is that it's basically if the gameplay weren't good, I would not recommend this to anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just the gameplay is like, it's an 11 out of 10 on the game. Like, it's so good that I'm enjoying shit that I hate or that I'm really like kind of against almost because it's so good. Yeah. It's kind of this ugly duckling where most people see an ugly duckling and maybe they want to pick it up like a baseball and throw it. <laughs> yeah. And then some people look at an ugly duckling and go, Oh, that's cute. You know, ugly duckling style. Let me take care of it. And for me, this is like my ugly duckling. Like, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to hear a lot of people like, I don't like it. I don't get it. You know? And it's like, but this, I love this thing. And everyone's talking about my baby. Like, saying such mean things about my baby, but I'm like, you know what? It's an ugly baby. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's it. it's, it's, it's honestly, it's what it is. This is an ugly baby and everyone's looking at it. Cause the ugly baby is also super popular and owned by Amazon. Um, so, or being run by Amazon. Um, yeah, so I get it. I get, I think there's going to be a lot of that, like, Oh, it's so good, but it's so ugly. 
Uh, and I mean metaphorically ugly. It's actually visually quite pretty. Yeah, visually. So, so it's a mix, bit of a mixed metaphor. Like it might be confusing, but um, yeah, I, I think for me, I'm I'm willing to forgive a lot of things that I'm just like so against because it is. I want all RPGs to have eight buttons. I want those eight buttons to make, be mechanically meaningful and interactive with each other. Like on my war dancer, which is a martial artist, one of the skill runes I've, I have gives me esoteric bubble. If I slam dudes that are juggle comboed into the ground, and then I have another, I have two abilities that if I hit the last combo hit, juggles them into the air. So when I'm playing, I'm trying to use, I'm thinking, oh, these guys are juggleable. Let me get a juggle up and then let me slam them down. So like I'm thinking about which buttons to press to get the effects that I want. And like all the buttons sort of interact on the war dancer that way. And to some extent on the bar too, I think all the classes are kind of like that. And that's, that's also well done. Because it could be just a game like Torchlight that's just like, just press button, pretty graphics come out, and numbers. And you're not really like thinking mechanically, like, how do I construct an optimal uh, chain of buttons while I'm playing and also looking like a kung fu artist or whatever fantasy the class is giving? And that's where, that's where, you know, that's where this game, that's where I'll be playing this game a lot. And um, even though it's an ugly game, I'm glad you're getting what you're getting out of it. And I and I don't yeah. even have an opinion to form yet because I haven't really gotten in deep enough. But I, I for some reason it's just not calling to me, and I I don't know why. Because normally this would be my I'm always another thing for something yeah, like sorry. this. But, no, I'm but another thing I think is also part of it is you have you both have played a lot more MMOs than I have. The last MMO I've played was I think pretty much World of Warcraft. Like played with any amount of seriousness, I was World of Warcraft Battle for Azeroth. And I dropped off a reputation. So I've gone like several years without any of the MMO trappings where I'm like, this is, it's been a while. It's fresh. But I think if I just played Final Fantasy 14 and did all the jobs and I played ESO and whatever else, I'd be, I'd be like, Ugh. like it would feel like, I think I would feel like I've done this before in a lot of places and the AR, this ARPG is not good enough to make me, you know, committed there in that way, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Like well, it's I think been five also, or six years since I've done MMO stuff, you know? Mm. There's also a redundancy to it. Like, I know I don't like this game as much as Final Fantasy XIV, so I know mm. for me to get into the end game and, like, really go, okay, I want to do progression, I want to go through everything, I'm going to have to learn all these systems and all that. And it's like, I just did that. Because, like, yeah. all this stuff isn't insurmountable. Like, all of the things that I'm criticizing this game for, I could criticize Final Fantasy XIV for doing. The difference is I wanted to do it in one, and I don't want to do it in the other. And I think a big part of that is because I know I know this one exists. And it's like, I've already done it. I already had to learn all this stuff. Like, it was just like... Two weeks ago, I had somebody I was streaming Final Fantasy 14 and they're like, hey, why aren't you doing this? And they named a system and I was like, ah, that system seemed too complicated for me. And they're like, no, it's really easy. And they explained it. I had my chat explain. I'm at endgame. I've beaten the game on this game. And I had chat walk me through an entire system that I wasn't engaging with in the game. So like that stuff exists and is there. But I do recognize that like I don't want to do it again. Like it's too soon to be diving in and getting into it again. But if I was going in and I'm like, I'm not playing any MMOs. I'm looking for one game. I want to, I want to make an investment in my time and energy. Like this is a great one. It's very deep. It's got a lot of things. Um, 
it's just I wasn't looking for a lot of things. I just wanted to have uh, a big bang bang gun and blow things yeah. up. But I, I can even me I can say like this is definitely not executed to the level of Final Fantasy fourteen or Warcraft or maybe even an ESO. You know, like it's there's some there's jank to it. You know, there, there's a yeah. jankiness to to the MMO side of things. Mm. Like the quest just being so, you know, so like here the bring the like pick this item up I, I, someone mentioned have fun picking up an item and dropping it off at a location like 10 percent of quests are just like pick up that item move it two feet to another zone <laughs> and then the quest is done like yeah. it's it's so like just like there for the sake of being there sometimes that you're like why am i doing this but um it's i feel like that's where again this is like air like quests in diablo 3 are like kind of nothing too like it's just this it's kind of a bit of bullshit you know and um i think if you're looking at this isn't a these aren't quality quests because they come from a place that has quality quests then you're sort of missing the point lost ark is diablo 3 endgame the game like even calling it an mmo is weird it's like basically i've played like thousands of hours of diablo 3 endgame farming nephilim rifts the same content for bounties nephilim rifts greater rifts doing like three activities for like hundreds of hours, if not thousands of hours at this point, playing Diablo three. So what lost Ark? what I think lost Ark should be appropriately and accurately marketed as not an MMO. It's what if, um, what if we took Diablo three, give you eight buttons, remove that item game, the, the loot drop science. And cause we're going to put that behind progression and say, you're going to log in for 40 hours a week or however much instead of playing Diablo three, you're going to run a huge variety of rifts and bounties, a smorgasbord. That's why we're going to call it an MMO, but it's, it's going to be week over week. You're always going to be making this progression through raid content and getting your item score up. And it's this long term thing. And I think if you sell it that way to people rather than an MMO with all this bullshit in it, I feel like that explanation makes sense to me as I've watched more and more content about Endgame. This is basically saying, what does Diablo three Endgame look like with a long life? And I think that if you just have an item loot system, everyone gets the loot in two weeks and the meta game's over. And this game's designed for you to say, what if I played Diablo 3 Endgame for two years? So they've got to dole it out just like every other MMO, World of Warcraft does it in dribs and drabs. And that's what this game does. It says, do you want to play Diablo 3 Endgame? Do you want it in dribs and drabs to be able to play for two years? Here's, here's our idea of that take on it. And then the game starts to make sense. It's not an MMO. It's Diablo 3 Endgame. For, for an extended writ period large of time. Yeah. yeah yeah and, and that like. is that like that would amazon's not going to market it that way nobody's going to freaking play it they're going to market it as a hot new mmo that looks like final fantasy 14 and get everyone to play it because they know damn well not everyone wants to play diablo 3 and it, it takes a certain kind of nerd to play thousands of hours of diablo 3 end game it's not for everyone mm-hmm. and that is what this game is so all you people trying it not liking it you're not crazy it's not for you. Do you do you play thousands of hours of Diablo three Endgame? No, yeah, I this did. game is probably not for you. <laughs> I like did, so I, I think it might be for me. I just got to get in the mood. Well, and that's the thing. It's like John just said. I don't think I'm interested in it because the item loot. He's a Diablo three Endgame player. This still might not be for him. Yeah. So not only is it for a Diablo three Endgame yeah. player, it's for a certain uh, type of player willing to enter into that sort of activity. So really, this is the nichiest of nichiest games. I guess there is a lot of players who enjoy that in Korea. I don't think 
it's a hot this is a hot sell in NA. Like I really don't. I think a lot of a lot of people are gonna bounce off this uh and go to even back to Path of Exile or, or whatever. So Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh so. it's, it's gonna be interesting to see what the life is on it. Um my guess is it'll have its diehards and they'll stay and then there'll be a lot yeah. of bounce off and yeah. then it'll just kind of be a thing. I mean, look, judging by how Diablo three was by viewership on Twitch, mm-hmm. like there was always, I would pay attention to it cause I was a blizzard gamer and often there would be more people in the uh, Diablo three than there were for heroes. Oh yeah. But it would still be small compared to Starcraft, Overwatch and world of Warcraft. Right. Right. And it's like there was a, there, and there are dedicated Diablo three content creators you know that I would watch them because I was playing Diablo three, and they would, you know, a thousand viewers is a lot, but it's small compared to, to Twitch games and stuff like that. But you have your Quinn and your uh, I don't know, is it Alakazam or something? And there's a few guys in there. <laughs> I think Mister Lum- <laughs> like you see the sort of the same names. Bloodshed I think is another one. I mean I know, and I'm talking about the later life of Diablo three. Obviously, there's Crip is a big name in that, but he didn't play. He went switch to Battlegrounds for a long time. But there's a few names in the Diablo three community of like consistent streamers doing nothing but end game for years. And um, still to this day, most people are still. Yeah. And it's small compared to, you know, all the people, you know, like XQC being huge from Overwatch or like uh, name a a WoW streamer, you know, like there's lots of huge ones uh, that play more popular games. So I think Lost Ark is going to fill that. You're into Lost Ark. That means you know who the Lost Ark streamers are. You and maybe 10,000 other people in the world. And that's about it. Like, yeah. it's, this is going to end up being sort of a small thing, but small games can, you know, make it's okay. Money. Yeah. yeah. They've got and their own They space. make good money in Korea. So this is a global thing. So probably I think the longevity on this game is going to be there, but you're just, it's going to be a small audience. Yeah. This thing in Eastern and, and, and Western, uh, Asia is a bona fide monster, d- disgusting hit. So they're not want for much. They're just trying to tap the American side and or the North American side and the European side, see what they can get out of it. Mm-hmm. I can't blame them. Uh, I have one final question about this game. It's a technical question for both of you. It bugged me at first, and I'm not sure I ever got used to it while I was playing, but again, I've not played nearly as long as you guys have. When there's a big crowd of mobs, almost every class or maybe every class when you do a big slam move or something that kind of AOEs everybody, they all kind of get pushed back and freeze for a second yeah. and then come after yeah, you they're again. Stun. They're stunned. Is that a, that's a stun then? It feels so stuttery to me. I don't know why it bugs me. It, bugs it depends me. on the ability. Like all the abilities function a little differently. Like I have some abilities that knock up. I have some that do stuns. Like they, they all the 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 monsters behave in certain ways depending on the ability. Uh, this game also has a stagger meter. If like the footage is showing, that purple bar is a stagger meter. Mm-hmm. So you have to your abilities to find out which are focused primarily on stagger damage versus health damage. Like right. that's a part of your build you need to look at. So like the the um the item science is there. It's just not in gear. Like in Diablo, you're looking at your gear. What are the abilities? It's more in runes and leveling up the systems. And as you you unlock more, that. Be- you start to pay attention to it more. Um, so micro stuns on your abilities is part of the design. Like some of my moves as a war dancer, knock them back. So like some people like to pat, move a pack mm-hmm. and have them stand still and shoot them. And when I'm in four player content, I'm like all my stuff, like 
I'm trying to charge them into walls. Yeah. I got like a cyclone kick and everything's like pushing the dudes back. And that's just how my class functions. Yeah. Um, Whereas I, them- I, my class wants to do the opposite. My class wants to bunch them because I have a lot of abilities that are cones or circles or things like that, yeah. that do what you're talking about, where it will stun the monster so that they can't hit or advance on me. So I can drop more things in the area where they're standing. What class were you playing? Uh, I'm curious that, that you said big, what class are you playing, Scott? Oh, me? Oh, sorry. Uh, I think you're talking to John. It's a, um, uh, the, the marsh, uh, a martial artist. That's the one that it basically it's like a monk. It might be what you're playing. There's, there's four, there's four martial artists. Oh, see, that's the thing with the, when you start. War dancer, soul fist, or, um. War dancer. uh, War dancer. Okay. Yeah. So the war dancer does stuns and knockups and pushbacks. So you kind of got to run at that. Like as you unlock moves, like all my moves have forward momentum. Mm -hmm. So I knock them back, but then I'm flying. I fly kick into them and, and, and then eventually I tornado them to death. That's my esoteric skill. So we have war dancer is cool. That's my main war dancer. I love the war dancer. Um, a lot but uh so each of those characters you got to start fresh and until you one of them gets to end game and then you can unlock a boost of some so sort you when you it's not there's a soft cap of 50 hard cap 60 yeah when you get to 50 and complete a certain quest which you can skip ahead to do in the msq you get two power passes which you can use to boost two other alts mm. to 50 so the other thing about this game is your design it's like genshin impact or whatever except you don't have to buy the alts through you just get them when the game when they launch them they're yeah. free yeah but the idea is you're playing alts like, you know, so you get two free boosts. So when you get your first 50, then you can get another 50 and another 50 and you start end game with three level fifties, three different classes. Oh geez. So, and I, I'm working on an alt au naturel. I got a bard up to, I've got my war dancer up to 50. I got a bard up to 40. So I've like actually been playing two classes and I may do a third and then boost two and have five or six classes for end game and decide like who I want to invest deep on, um, playing for gear and progression, uh, but the mechanic, like it, fe- it is fast. Like I know like a lot of complaints are like, Oh yeah, I get six abilities right at the start, but it does build on a lot of systems. Mm. Like I have one, the, um, there's a whirlwind ability on the war dancer that one of the top tier runes turns into an awesome ass cyclone kick and does a, a cone shaped damage and juggles people. It's way different. And I'm like, Oh shit. And then you're just like, wow, I'm level 50. And I'm just like, I'm still getting new shit. It just doesn't really look, it's hard to tell, mm. but as you play like the depths for the moves and stuff, it just has its hooks in me. It still might not be for everyone, but um, you, and, and I think John said it too, like the classes are superbly designed. The abilities are amazing, but they don't function. Yes. Quite like um, Diablo, like they, the enemies move around, like knocking the, knocking the non-boss enemies. Mm-hmm. It's actually a mechanic in the game. Some enemies have, the bosses have push immunity, so skills have like a push quotient basically. Mm. Um, so it's, it's sort of a part of the mechanics of this game to, to be knocking people around and stuff. Um, hmm. Cause the bosses have push immunity. So you get skills that are like uh, damaging creatures with push immunity plus 30%. So, you know, that's for bosses, for example. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Well, there you go, everybody lost Ark, still a threat, still out there, still making it happen. Still a thing you can play. Uh, all right. Quick email. That's a good question. This is from Drew, who wrote in and says, talk to, uh, to, sorry, the email address is talktothecore.gmail.com. And he says, hey, Scott, John, and Bo, was a little bummed to hear you guys barely mention the Mario Kart 8 DLC tracks announced during last week's Nintendo Direct. In addition to doubling the amount of tracks available by the end of next year, 
bringing the total to a whopping 96 tracks. That's kind of crazy. It's a um, lot, actually. Yeah. yeah, he says access to the new tracks will be included in the Nintendo Switch online subscribers that have the expansion pack subscription upgrade. Yeah, I know. That's why I hate it. Uh, this for me, because <laughs> that, that's that right now is not a good value. I'm sorry, it's just not great. Like telling me I can get a bunch of Genesis games and N64 games. I don't think it's enough. Maybe this makes it enough. I don't know. But anyway, so this for I mean, me, especially it, since a lot of us might have bought it on Wii when they sold it a la carte in the previous iteration of the system oh yeah yeah like the dovetailing with a conversation earlier like i know on the i think it's the wii not the wii u but wii the u? Wii. i think we had a wii i think we had a wii yeah and i think <laughs> uh, we bought like mario like i bought classic games a couple classic games on there yeah. and now that i have a switch oh yeah where are they like, where are my purchases nintendo <laughs> sorry online subscription no they're terrible well, i with bought this them stuff. from you you know so we didn't even talk about the news that they're shutting down the 3DS and the Wii Shop yeah, this week. Yeah, that's actually some of the biggest news this week. I totally we, we'll forgot. Talk, it's still developing. I have a feeling we're going to end up talking about it. One yeah, people are mad, and there's it's, like there's it's a like a big deal. It is. It's shitty. Yeah, it's it, it, really it, shitty. Industry outcries about um, look, this is like antithetical to any kind of preservation. You know, we understand yeah. market conditions, but at some point, you can't just like say. Here's a bunch of stuff you bought, and now it's gone. Like you just can't. And do, yet, do it. Nintendo is the most litigious about like, don't download ROMs, don't pirate our games, don't yeah. touch our stuff. Yeah, don't do. Like do, you even say ROMs, and Nintendo's like, you, you downloaded? Where'd you yeah, get them? No kidding. Go after him. Yeah, like, yeah. That guy, that guy who was pirating, got three years in prison. Yeah. yeah, and then Nintendo wrote a thank you letter to the people who prosecuted him. Yeah, they're really litigious about it. And if you say to them, "Hey, Nintendo, I would love to buy," uh, Went, went to jail for video games. Let's say Metroid Fusion. I'd love to buy Metroid Fusion then on a on a modern on a Switch. Fine, fine. Make it available on the Switch. They are signed. There are crickets on that. They don't have the. You know, they're not doing that. It's bad. I think they're going to get some serious pressure to to do it. Yeah, and that's the other thing. Omega Nine X makes a really good point. All of that stuff that's in the SNES and NES collection on the um, online thing where you can play those, uh, or the expansion pass that gives you N sixty four and Genesis. All of that. They're running on they're running ROMs on emulators <laughs> like mm-hmm. like they're literally doing the thing that they are mad about and they're not doing any better than that. They just want the money for it. I say fine. I'm all about getting your all your stuff legally and whatever, but make it available. And if you don't, oh, that explains a lot. Nintendo eShop must be a ROM too. Oh, everything, <laughs> yeah. dude. That's shop. It's somebody's bad web. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like point five. Anyway, I, I don't want to get into it because you know conscious shoppers, like gamers, are not conscious shoppers. You know, you do conscious shopper shopping. Like I'm not going to buy from Gap because right, 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 right. You know, I'm not going to buy iPhones. Yeah. Gaming is the least like that and the most egregious. Yeah, in that. but even when I go to their, they're store just going to keep doing it. You know, I, they should change. Yeah. I just the only way they'd stop doing it is if people would stop purchasing their their products. That's the other thing is they sold the hand sanitizer in the chat brings us up. They sold those two the NES Classic and the SNES Classic Mini or whatever. Um, yeah. they're great, they're awesome, but inside emulators themselves, they're emulators emulator. inside there. Exactly, they're not real hardware, and not only that, they're very easy. I haven't done it. I've heard very easy to hack and immediately load that thing with like another 400 games or something. Well, let me tell you, Scott, from not personal experience, it's very easy to do. <laughs> not your own personal experience, but I yeah. wouldn't do no, it. No, no, no. I heard on not. Twitter it was easy as well. Yeah, yeah I heard. heard on Twitter that it was super simple and yeah. barely an inconvenience. <laughs> it's not hard at all. 
Uh, all right. Let's see. Anyway, it goes on to say, for me, this adds a ton of value to the online subscription upgrade. I agree, but don't get used to it. They'll take it away. Anyway, as I still regularly play Mortal, or, uh, Mortal Kombat 8, sorry, Mario Kart 8, online with both family and friends, I was hoping to hear your thoughts on how this may change your opinion on the online subscription upgrade tier and what other DLC and expansion type content you'd hope to see or expect to see added to it in the future. The upgrade tier currently includes Animal Crossing's DLC, uh, the Nintendo 64 games, and the Genesis games. Love the show. Have a good one. Um, I, I'm not opposed to any of these services. I just know that, you know, this is very stopgappy. What I really wish they would do is just let people buy game collections or single games yeah. by themselves. And or I even, offer I even it like through their upgrade instead of like, here's our piecemeal uh, service. Like, just give us a genuine library. Yeah, and, go and go all the way. Not it. this weird, like, here's three bucks. Hey, you want to pay an extra three? How about that? And then you'll get in 64 games that are actually poorly optimized here. If it was that, a, like, I'm not even kidding. People are going to say, John, this is too much money. If it was a legitimate library, like a full catalog, not the piecemeal bullcrap they're offering now. And, and obviously they're not going to get every single game. But if it was substantial, I would pay $50 a month to access the Nintendo library. Yeah, I would too. In a heartbeat, yep. if it was being yeah, done and and properly that, accessed, they would make so much should, money. But I make, totally maybe, would. Yeah, I, like, would I know you totally would, but I don't. I don't think it, it should be free. Like, well, I don't think it should be free. But the, no, no, I think it's, it's, it's no. gone too I mean, far in g- the other game. Class <laughs> is virtually free. Like, think about what it's up against. I can get a bunch of current gen games and older games, a huge library for sixteen bucks. We're talking about old ass. Atari level games that are like 20, 30 years old. They should be free. It should be a value add for buying the Switch. Like if I'm gonna play Link to the Past or Super Metroid, like these are old games. You've squeezed that lemon. Now this is about being a good guy. People love Nintendo products. Buy the console, get the free games, then buy the new next gen stuff. Like whatever business model it is. I'd prefer like, that, obviously. People love Nintendo. Yeah. It should be the old stuff. At this point, they've repackaged and resold it 10 times already. It should be free as a value add, and they should make as many games as possible available on these old things. Because we're talking like seven consoles ago, or like something like ridiculous. Like, we're not I mean, talking about I, like the last console generation. I'm just talking about. I agree, about, it's what they should do. Yeah. I'm telling you, I would be willing to do more. But know, like they're not even offering either one of those. They're, they're not, not meeting you anywhere. me yeah. or doing the good guy thing. They're just putting it in the freaking Disney yeah. vault. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Get it yeah. now before we lock it in a vault. Never no, you're, to be heard you're, from you're, you're absolutely right. And, they, and it's part of a pattern that is just getting an it's an old pattern. Like it just shouldn't be this way anymore. And there are plenty of other makers of classic games like Neo Geo and SNK stuff you can buy you know, in, in collections, you can buy Genesis collections all over the place on steam and other places. They're maybe not all the games you always want, but you can get a nice little set of stuff for like 10 bucks and it's cool. You got it. You bought it. You have it. If it's part of a subscription, fine, do it there. But this idea that it's like, do you want this weird, obscure Japanese version of a Kirby game? Nobody else ever saw. Well, it's on part of the thing. Now we're like, well, yeah, but where's Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball. Where's a million other titles that you could put on yeah. there? Well, yeah. we're just going to surprise you once in a while with one or two. It's like, no. I don't know. Give they, me a library. They, that's a th- like, they're really squeezing this lemon. Like, a lot of those games are made by, like, five people or whatever. Like, yeah. maybe more than that. But, like, you know, it's it's just like they've made their money a hundred billion jillion times over. Like, classic game. They, I think all consoles should do this, personally. 
Like that's why abandoned ware sites exist. That's why archive.org like it's nice for them to be there. It costs nothing in data. We're measuring data now in gigabytes transfers. These things are like 400 KBs or whatever. Like who cares? Like, I can tell you how get big. people into your environment and and I mean I think the same we should be doing the same for movies incidentally we should not be monetizing forever like they should have their day in the sun and then they should just be like a library books mm. like no one ever cries about the library existing we preserve books they're copywritten <laughs> but everyone in the reading world's like you know books and reading are important so let's have a place where you can check them out for free well in the di- digital age library is a little different we yeah. can't physically take out a copy off the internet yeah. But the impulse to preserve knowledge and things is important and it gets swept under the rug because it's so our abuse by these companies on our wallets is so normalized that we think it's okay. But listen, the preservation movement is real and important. You get a time window to profit from these things and then it's old ass news, films, all this digital media, we have to preserve them just like we do library books. Reading's important, and these things are important cultural artifacts that are part of our shared history. It'll At keep getting. Point, it'll, it, but the thing is, they're stop profiting off of it. They're gonna. I, I I agree with a lot of what you said, but here's here's the good and the bad thing of it. It's this is happening whether Nintendo likes it or not. That preservation is happening now, just a below board because they have to. Um, you know, like right now, archive.org hosts every ROM, every almost every playable game. You can play games right in your browser on archive.org. Not for because they're like, yeah, we're screwing the big guy. It's like, no, this is where we preserve things online. This is where all this stuff goes. And yeah. Nintendo tries to fight it and they, you know, for the most part fail. My point is, I think ultimately they will fail. This is, this is not, they're not going to be able to stop what's already happening. And the minute I heard this news and I tweeted as much about the 3DS shop and the Wii shop, I went, well, I can hear the keyboards from here. I hear these, I hear the emulation uh, world and community out there right now going, got to hurry up on this 3D emulation thing or the 3DS one or else these games are gone. Let's get these ROMs off cartridges. Let's get these in a place where they're preserved. Like that happens whether Nintendo wants it to or not. I don't care if that guy went to prison for three years. Other people are doing it in mass and they're not doing it just to screw them. They're doing it for reasons you're talking about, which are good reasons. And Nintendo yeah. should embrace it, not fight it. You guys remember libraries, man? Like, there's still one down the road for me. Like, it's not a copyright for to have Stephen King's. Stephen King's not like, let me sue all the libraries because they're giving out free copies of my books at the library. Like, it's an important part of this thing. And we're so jaded and cynical because our, the companies, like, they're not like we talk, talked earlier about Hello Games, about good corporate citizens that aren't in this for infinite growth and lit- litigation and other stupid stupidity, just yeah. stupidity. It's yeah. plain old stupid, short-sighted we, stupidity. We literally they, talked about this at the beginning of the show with it, it. The same thing happened to the music industry. We talked about it at the beginning of the show with comic books. You don't fight piracy by making it extra illegal. You extra make it by making it. the legitimate paths to it easier yeah. than doing the piracy. The Museum yeah. of Nintendo, like it writes itself, it would, it could, you know, sell a skew that's different. We have our Switch, and we've got Muse- Nintendo Museum. Yeah, and it's just a box that doesn't have high technical requirements, <laughs> and it's awesome. forever, no fee, yeah. two hundred dollars. Plug it in. And you get a coupon for a switch if you buy it or something like you get a value add for buying the Nintendo museum. And well, we'll I mean, make these forever. In reality, you know, like, we're all going to, we're heading towards subscription hell. And that's, uh, and so the, if this happens yeah. at all, that's how they'll do it. But I'm still even okay. Like John, John says 50 a month. If that was the wall, I'd, I'd pay it too. 
but it's not going to be. It'll probably be something closer. Well, it's, you know, they kind of have one now. It's just not what we want it to be. If they yeah. could make it what we really want it to be, and I just mean Nintendo published stuff. I'm not even talking about third party. I know licensing is hard. It's not a simple issue for Nintendo just to, like my Ken Griffey Jr. request is not simple. That's That takes a bunch of stuff. It takes royalties to the MLB. That's a whole other issue with sports games. So yeah, it's like Ken Griffey. But they can easily do their own stuff. Uh, by the way, for the record, uh, Super Metroid, 1.6 megabytes. The entire game, 1.6 megabytes. 1.6, like that's what I mean. It's nothing. It's it's a drop in the bucket. Also, this licensing stuff, this needs to be sorted out too, because there's MLB books in the library. MLB is not like let's sue the library for having our copyrighted material in their in their facility. Mm. Like there, and if it requires government to create exceptions or laws for preservation of this, then freaking do it. I don't (laughs) need MLB making money or blocking a game 30 years old. Like Mm. time is done. It's made its money. It we, needs to be there for posterity for those who want to explore it. Guess what the top three sized video games are that you can get for your Super Nintendo? Would you like to know that how big they are? The top yeah. three biggest. Three biggest. I don't games. mean sales. I mean size of file. Yeah, yeah. I want to yeah. hear this. The biggest. Final Fantasy three would be one of my guesses. Number yeah. one is by not much. These are all in the same thing, only increments of point whatever megabytes. But uh, number one, Donkey Kong Country, the first one. Oh, yeah. A lot of photorealistic stuff in there. How many megs? Uh, 4.2 something. Whoa. Yeah. Four megabytes. Four megabytes. Yeah. Bigger, about the size of a song at 128K MP3. Then you got a Street Fighter Alpha 2 is right behind it with, it's not even discernible. Still says 4.2, but it's some numbers less. Wow. And then Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 is your third (laughs) big one. Yep. There you go. So a lot of that's probably the photorealistic assets. Yeah. And in the case of we got to pack all these pictures into four megs. In the case of Alpha Two, that's just a lot of animated sprites. Like the Alpha games are really cool animation wise. Um, That's probably why those are that way. But anyway, fun facts, everybody. That's what you get here on the uh, core show, which is about to end. You've all been great coming here, listening to us talk. We hope you had a good time. I know we did, and we're going to do more of it next week, and probably end up talking more about that Nintendo story because it's kind of blowing up. It's getting weird. Yeah. Nintendo may end up turning a corner or something. Maybe they'll change their minds. They don't do that, but maybe they will. I don't know. In the meantime, I'm playing a lot of their games. <laughs> so whatever. Uh, I'm part of the problem, I guess. Anyway, uh, next week we'll be back with more content. And for those of you who support us on Patreon, a big howdy do to you. And thank you for being supporters at patreon.com slash core show. It's how this show gets made. And even though you could get it 100% free, Uh, Many of you just know what it means to try to make a thing and that it's worth money. So thanks for doing that. Patreon.com slash core show. Throw us a buck and we'll keep making great shows for you. Frogpants.com slash core is the website. And if you'd like to email us, talk to the core at gmail.com. Let's get out of here with some words of wisdom. John, uh, you want to lay one on us? What do you got there? Yeah. uh, Remember, if you look directly at their junk, they will beat the crap out of you. I'm never going to forget that advice. Uh, Bo, what would you add today? Mm, I mean, <laughs> someone tells you not to look at their junk. 
just look at it from far away and run. <laughs> oh, then run. Uh, you got the distance yeah. on the guy. You can get out of there before he reaches uh, it. I, I, yeah, I don't have much wisdom today. That's good wisdom. wisdom. The wisdom I, I'm low on wisdom juice. No, you uh, gave beware him. the sperm. I should have said beware the sperm ninjas. Oh yeah, the sperm yeah, ninjas. Watch out. You also gave a lot of wisdom earlier, so you're you know both out of wisdom. I think a socket might be a good counter to the sperm ninjas. Now you know it might be. <laughs> The sock wiener puppets. Anyway, that's going to do it for us. Thank you all for being here. We'll be back next time with more. Until then, go play some games and we'll see you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Oh, Jesus.